Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddie the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 107, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. All right, and, and it's been a clusterfuck. It's been a, it's been a sporgy of shit going on the last week. Yes. <laughs> These are the weeks that, that we think about in, like, the middle of July when there ain't nothing going on but, like, golf and tennis. And, like, 90% of it's been centered around Detroit. Yeah. But yeah, there's it, been, a, been a lot of it. If you're not... If if you're not up on Detroit sports, this show is going to either get you up on it or make you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll check back next week. <laughs> yes, and I brought up tennis because, ironically, in the thick of all this, we are going to start out with a tennis-based story. And uh, Iceman, you you actually watched this live, so we'll we'll let you take the lead on this one. What what happened with who's it, Venus or Serena, at the U.S. Serena. Open? What happened? Serena Williams. Well, she cried. <laughs> no. Uh, the judge did an unprecedented move. He started penalizing her for getting coaching tips in a major open championship. That hasn't happened before. Now, well, okay, I mean, but real quick, real quick. What did her coach say after in the, pre- in the post-game press conference? Oh, that he coached her. And he and, and his and his defense was everybody does it. In other words, the four-year-old's defense for why they're stealing cookies from the cookie jar. Well, Jimmy's mom lets him do it. No, pretty much. And here's the thing, though, Serena. And he said, I don't know if she saw me, but yeah, I was coaching. Clearly, everybody coaches every match. It happens. For him to assess a penalty in a in a master championship and a major championship is unheard of. And and I mean it, it is. It's not like he hasn't ever taken a point away or penalized somebody. He has, just never in a major. And when I say somebody, I mean a guy. Because her def- her her biggest issue was she was a woman, and that's why he did it to her. Yeah, okay. Sure, why not? It isn't as what goes on now. Well, I mean, first of all, where do I start tearing? Where do I... What, what part of this straw man do I put the fucking match to first? Go ahead. Okay, because I'm going to break it down for Light you real it up. quick. I did a Google search, and within 10 seconds of hitting search, was able to find a website that gave exactly what happened to Venus. They showed it happening to male players. Serena. Or, excuse me, Serena. They showed it happening to male players, and they ended it with the closest John McEnroe meltdown that was on par with the meltdown that Serena had. And, I mean, we all know, even if you're not a tennis fan, 
you could go on YouTube and watch probably an hour's worth of his meltdowns uninterrupted. And I mean, this wasn't even one of the worst ones. But the fact that, yeah. she, that, that, she, that she broke her racket, he did it. They both got the same penalty for it. Any intentional destruction of equipment, boom, you're in trouble for, period. You cannot call the, ch- the, the, the ump out of his name. You cannot call him names, him, her, whatever. He did it. He, she, he got penalized, same as she did. So did these other players on this page that, that linked to six different videos. So right there, this it's unprecedented for this to happen. Maybe in the game, as big of a game, but it's not unprecedented to happen overall in the sport. That's true. And the unprecedented part comes in when it's the major championship match. Nobody's ever done it. And and McEnroe included. All of these people have accepted coaching. All of these people have broken rackets. All of these people have said way worse things than you're a thief to the ump and still didn't get discipline in a major championship match. Not in a game, not just a regular game, but in the ma- major championship match. Go back and read the article I posted in the group chat, dude. There was there was guys getting fined. There was guys getting suspended, not being able to play, and the next, t- the next time the event come along. Now, the only thing I can say is I don't know shit about tennis, and all these guys' names looked like Russian cosmonauts. So maybe they got a hard-on for fucking people from the Eastern Bloc. I don't know. But I damn sure know that I've watched enough HBO documentaries about McEnroe to know that, yeah. And and by the way, everyone does call him a big baby and an asshole. And rightfully fucking so, by the way. See, that was that's part of, that's the part that irritates me. Is there any criticism of her is seen as you're criticizing a woman? No, I'm criticizing someone who went out there and showed their ass. And she has every right to show her ass, just like McEnroe does. And I have every right to call her a fucking asshole, just like I call McEnroe. See how simple that was? But she's a mother, Rich. That's, and that's the other thing. See, I was listening to these fucking hens cackling on fucking NPR today about this for half an hour. And I wish someone would have thrown some bonbons their way that would shut their fucking holes for a second. All right. And the first thing out of their fucking gaping maws, they call mouths, is, well, John McEnroe doesn't have to bring up one of his seven children to justify his outrage at an umpire's call. No, no. Neither did did Serena. You see, people like you to do it for you. Her child had nothing to do with that fucking match. I don't give a fuck if you give birth to a litter of kittens, bitch. The fuck does it have to do with what you're doing on the fucking court? Nothing. Stop trying to interject bullshit that has nothing to do with the situation in there in a play for sympathy. And let me tell you something. We did have a sports figure in Detroit try to hide behind his children. 2012. <laughs> I got kids, man. 2012. Prince Fielder. After he put on that fucking puppet show, sliding into third or whatever the fuck, and he wasn't even halfway to fucking third when he when he dove for the ground and struck oil with his fat ass. And then he's going to get in the fucking locker room and get standoffish with the with the media who called him out on it and goes, just what Chris said, I got kids, man. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Were your kids out there playing ball? Was your fat ass little son out there playing ball? No. So what the fuck are you bringing them up for? This is, this, is, this is the shit. This is the shit children do. These are grown fucking adults. Grow the fuck up. I can't go to work, fuck up, and go, I got kids, man. I'm trying I do to... want... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I do want to point out, because it's worth mentioning, it, 
and the grand schemes of things, people can say and do what they want, but with Serena, it did happen in the second set. She lost the first set 6-2. She yes. was losing that set four three. Well, people brought the one thing I have heard all week. Anyone that the people who know stuff about tennis say that she was getting her ass kicked and she was whining, and it, it, it the the call really wouldn't have changed anything. Uh, the second one did when he penalized her a game for calling him a thief. So for running her mouth, period. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're getting down to brass tacks, she got everything that she deserved. There was no sexism or racism or ism. There was judge doing his jobism. That's what that was. Well, this is this is the problem with politicizing everything. Is it, it, it? No one can take a fucking L because they just weren't good enough that day. Nope. I have to. I, I can dig in my, my my bag of tricks and pull out some bullshit excuse and throw it out there. Now, the one thing I will say is that on the court, at least from all the video I've seen. Now, granted, I haven't seen an uncut video of the entire situation. I've I've, I've only seen edited videos. But on the court, I'll give her this. I did not hear her bring up race one time. Other people did that on her behalf. Post game, failing to realize that I'm sorry, wasn't she playing? A half Asian, half black woman. Yes. So what? It's they don't like American black people. It just but, occurs but it, to me. But if you're uh, black and these, it's okay. If you're Chinese, Negro, that's okay. But if you're that, American black, that's too much. <laughs> that that's the new uh, genetics that it takes to be a champion. Tiger Woods did it in golf. Uh, this chick does it in, in tennis. I, that's what it takes. Okay, you well, you need the cuts, concentration of, of the Asian culture with the athletic ability of the black culture, and you got it. Okay, great, wonderful. Here's the deal. I don't give a fuck. I've never given a fuck about the ethnic, racial, whatever the fuck background, makeup of anybody on my fucking team as long as they can play. And they're not assholes about it. And if you're going to be an asshole, be an entertaining asshole. Yeah. And that was like that wasn't inter- that wasn't entertaining. That was that was that was crybaby boohoo bullshit. And yeah, it happens. If you're if you're if this is your first show, first of all, you're picking a hell of a one to jump in on. But if not, you know, I have no problem calling out the the pussies in the NBA. The uh, getting more and more prevalent pussies in the NHL taking dives, crying when they don't get their fucking way. It's horseshit. Shut the fuck up, man the fuck up, win the game. Why are you diving all over the place like this is a fucking FIFA match? What's wrong with you? I, I, you know? wish, to, I wish to God you guys would have watched this live because bigger and better than anything she said on the court, she had me completely fooled. After the match, hey, you're the senior tennis correspondent. All right, buddy. This is this is one what for you. you. you we mean? let you handle this. What do you mean she had you completely fooled? She had me completely fooled. She she when she got up to the microphone on the stand and she goes, "I, I don't want to do questions. This is all about I forgot her name. It's her win. She's the champion. She played a great match. 
And I was like, damn, stand-up competitor. And then she got to the press conference and let loose. After stealing all of this woman's thunder in this match, just just sit there, get your ass kicked, and know that you know you're just might you might not be ready to win a championship after your kid right now. Go back and practice. No, she comes in, steals all of her thunder. Dare you minimize then, her because of her child? And then gets up on the podium and smiles, and now she's a great competitor. She's the champion. It's all about her. It's not about me. It's like oh. it, she did that shit on purpose. You were getting your ass kicked, so you're going to get all the thunder. This now here's the thing. Here's the whole thing that everybody's not talking about is the focus and composure of this 22 year old who's facing Serena the fuck Williams. She is bad, <laughs> bad, bad. Osaka, like, I believe, is her last name. Yeah, I'm just saying with that much composure and that much, you know, yep. just focus. Naomi, Naomi Osaka, yes. Right. I, I, I almost don't want to talk about Serena anymore. You got your ass beat and cried the whole time. Good for you. Bye. Well, Look I, at I, this chick. I, I am going to say this. There are, see, and this is, this is what infuriates me. There are legit reasons for Serena and her camp to be pissed off at the tennis world. Okay? There are absolute legit reasons. She's been the most drug-tested athlete in tennis since she started. She's constantly criticized for her fucking clothes on the, on, on the, on the court. To the point where, at the beginning of the U.S. Open, we talked about this like a week or two ago. At the beginning of the U.S. Open, here comes the bullshit... From the French Open, the president of the French Open talking about the, the, the outfit she wore was uh, unbecoming and, and, and was disrespectful to the sport. And it, I, I'm sorry, uh, your shit was done four or five months ago. Why are you talking? Wait, do, do I? Did someone leave a window open? Why is this noise happening? That's what we should have said to him. Shut the fuck up. You had your chance. Stop trying to steal the fucking thunder of another goddamn tennis tournament. I mean, and it, yes, the woman had blood clots. The outfit she was wearing was to help with the blood clots. If it made you uncomfortable, oh fucking well. There's women out there walking around in skirts that barely cover up their ass cheeks. All right, it, it, uh, is that inappropriate? Those women are heroes. You. Hate to break it to you, but Maria Sharapova uh, has gave me a five-eighths fucking hard on before. On the fucking court, especially with all that grunting and shit. So hey, you know, it happens. What what the fuck ever? Those are legitimate reasons for her to be like, you know what? Fuck you to the tennis world. I've never tested dirty. You test me more than anyone else. You constantly criticize my fashion sense. You constantly fucking go after uh, 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 her family in the stands for being too loud. In other words, stop being black and yelling at the screen. That's basically what they're telling them. Quiet, Negro. Slavery was right. That's basically what they're saying. Those are legit reasons to be like, you know what? Fuck you. This bullshit is interjecting issues that don't have anything to do with what's going on that are even more fucking volatile and divisive. And why? Because she didn't get her way. And as much as I would respect her if she came out and stood up for herself against the legit bullshit she puts up with, I've lost all respect for her because of this horse shit that she interjected in here. I have a daughter. Good for you, bitch. So do a lot of people. There's seven billion of us. Yeah, you ain't special. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. 
All right. And as far as the 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 media not having the fucking long-term memory of a fucking goldfish and saying this is the greatest athlete in human history. I'm sorry, what other sport does she excel at? Thank pretty good at laying on her back. She had one kid. She ain't even popped out like eight of them, like that John and eight plus or John and K plus eight chick. She and, don't act mom. And as far as her being tested, dude, she looks like more of a man than Chris does. It's like more of a man than all of us. But you know what? Some I'm people just are built. Some people are built that way. We went to school with some big bitches that would, if they'd have played fucking linebacker for fucking RU, would have had a better fucking. They'd actually won some more games. I, dude, this chick is a beast. Yes, that's what they were known for from the fucking get go. Don't you remember? Both over what six foot? That's that's some that's some Wonder Woman Amazon shit to begin with. I'm they, just saying the the very first Serena we seen and the Serena that's here now. Damn. Well, if she's not, and believe me, we've seen it with Maria Sharapova. She took a banned substance, according to her, unknowingly. And according to whoever, whatever committee is, is the oversight committee on this, doesn't really give you much of a, a, a helping hand as far as a performance-enhancing drug. She, she lost a year of her career to it. So if they'd have found anything with Serena Williams, you know damn well that they'd have sat her ass down for a year. And so if she's never tested positive, then you know what? Either she's clean or she's outsmarted the people doing the testing. Either way, more power to you. That's the name of the game these days, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't that what the, the, the home run race and the steroid era of baseball has taught us? Yeah, because nobody ever caught Barry Bonds, right? Well, I, I can never, give you his rookie card and his card from his last season, and we can compare. What, what I'm saying is that's the name of the game these days. But he never got caught. Exactly. That's the name of the game these days. Right. That's what Rich, I know, I got what you're saying, Rich, but you're saying his rookie card to what he was when he was home run hitters. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Chris. Look at Serena, when Serena and Venus first start, came out, and look how big of a frame she had, and the muscle, and everything, and then look at her now. Dude, she's like triple size. It's like you supersize Serena Williams. Venus Williams is the exact same size. Her sister is the exact same size now that she was when she came out. She still has the bone structure, the muscle tone. Everything's the same. Are you inferring PED, sir? I'm inferring, like, fucking testosterone, dude. <laughs> that chick looks huge. <laughs> she is massive. Cutting out the middleman, just injecting straight up male hormone. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I'm sitting here looking at pictures of them when they're younger. It's here's the deal. It's not like they weren't fucking cut up more than goddamn Jean Claude Van Damme is these days, and they were fucking eighteen at that point. These have uh, these are sisters who have always, and by sisters I mean siblings, who've. Always been in excellent condition and shape. All she did was add more fucking muscle mass. And as you get older, what happens? You either get fat or you work out and add muscle mass. I mean, I I don't know. Look, I don't know. 
And here's the deal. If she's been, te- if, if every report that I've read is being, is a factual report and I've heard it from people who hate the woman and I heard it from people who support the woman and I've heard it from people who are just reporting the facts from sources that are just reporting the facts. She's never been, she's tested more than any other ten- tennis player, male or female. And she's never tested dirty. And if that's right. the case, then, he, then then we have to deal with the reality of how we feel, Earl, your feelings, don't trump facts. And the fact is, most tested, never been caught, never, never dropped dirty. I totally agree. Now, I, I agree with you, and I've said this before, and this is a little insensitive, but whatever. I don't know if the, if the, if the Williams sisters are pretty monsters or ugly women. I'm trying to figure it out, but I've said that since the get-go. These are these are these are these are, these are women that if I met in an alley and were pissed off, I would be like, "Well, I better make peace with whatever makers up there, because I ain't gonna stand a chance." Right, I mean, but with with these with the the Williams sisters, Venus is the same size today as she was when she came out, though. Still okay. is dominant. Still is dominant when she came out, but still the same size. Yes, yes. And once again, great. She goes for lean muscle while, while Serena packs on the muscle mass. It, I, dude, I... Well, as far as the test goes, Rich, like I said, Barry Bonds has never tested positive. And when you look at the biggest testing debacle, look at Lance Armstrong. He's win, won seven Tour de France's in a row. How many times did they test him? How many times did fuck they... Time? You're absolutely right. And how many times they test everybody in cycling constantly. And everybody in cycling is doping to the fucking gills. That's not even a, that's not even a poorly kept secret at this point. That's, that was the, the main thing about Lance Armstrong getting busted was if he's doing it, then you know all these scrubs are doing it as well. Period. End of story. I mean, I, I dude, it's, it's rampant. It's rampant in cycling. Right, but they didn't catch him. Until his after his seventh tour to France, dude. Okay, her career ain't over with yet. If she's on some sort of hormone therapy, I don't know. It's football I, season. I, we are talking about tennis, and we just brought up cycling. Oh my god! If she's on some sort of home hormone therapy, and she fucks up, or they test her before she cycles off and can test clean, believe me, I don't give a fuck if it's Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to be talking about that story. That's all there is to it. She, if she drops, if she ever tests dirty, it's going to start a shitstorm. Yeah, because she's won the most titles ever. Exactly. And not only that, you know as well as I do, for better or for worse, there are very low self-esteem and low self-opinion and low self-worth people out there who somehow see her out there and think that they're doing something because they share a trait with her, whether it be a vagina, a uterus, a skin tone, height, weight, eye color, whatever the fuck, okay? And if she tests dirty, oh my God, the conspiracy theories will fly. You know it as well as I do. Because nobody's guilty these days, man. It's never, it's never the person's fault who does the dirt. It's always somebody else's fault. Case in point... The entire fallout from this match. I mean, oh, dude, I, I I've yet to hear anyone, anyway. It's it is it is. This is what is infuriating. It is divided straight along po- party lines. If you're a Democrat, 
fuck that, that white male straight judge. If you're a Republican, she showed her ass. She should have fucking had more class than that. What's wrong with her? And here's the deal. Why the fuck can't I call her out and be a fucking Democrat? Why do I got to wear a MAGA hat to say she showed her ass out there? She did. Period. End of story. I mean, I, this is why I hate fucking politics as entertainment. And every one of you cocksuckers on Facebook and Twitter and fucking Instagram or whatever the fuck you're on with your snarky ass remarks and your stupid faggot ass memes thinking you're fucking doing something, just make it worse. And I hope all of you fucking die and your asshole rots out. Jesus fucking Christ, man. It's a fucking sport. It's, it's a tennis match. And it's turned into fucking the Cold War Part 2. Good times. I'm just saying, last time, she looks like fucking Blaga. <laughs> all right. Her transformation from normality to fucking huge beast mode. That's all I'm saying. Street Fighter. So how about we transform the subject? I believe next we have to talk about... Uh, uh, well, it's it's pretty much the only highlight we have left here for baseball in the Detroit area. The only uh, thing worth talking about this baseball season since opening day. Let's get ready to rumble. I can't believe this. I mean, I believe it, but I like I can't believe it. It's it just one out. of those things. It's just like be be more Detroit. Could this be more of a Detroit story? Well, first of all, for those for the uninitiated, the Detroit TV announce Detroit Tigers TV announcers since two thousand two have been Mario and Pemba and Rod Allen, and Rod Allen might be remembered outside of Detroit for his incident in the Japanese baseball leagues where he got hit by a pitch and he chased the pitcher all over the outfield with like like the pitcher running from him and like. Six of the Japanese players running after him. Him, meanwhile, looking like a giant running amongst children. <laughs> I mean, it was like, like, if he'd have gotten a hold of one of them guys, he could have done some serious damage. And so Rod Allen is well known to kind of have a, he's a, he's a hothead. And he's definitely a rah-rah guy. So you figure that, you know, well, if he's like that on air and in his playing style, it's got to trans, it's got to come from his, excuse me, his personal day-to-day life a little bit. But as we know, this motherfucker is a big WWF fan because the incident goes as such. Uh, they went into the booth. Mario and Pemba sat down in what Rod Allen thought was his chair. Rod informed him of that. Mario informed him what he could do with his fucking feelings about the chair. Words were exchanged. Mario and Pemba got up, went to go walk out of the, the announcer's booth, and Rod Allen put him in a fucking chokehold from behind, and shenanigans ensued. Cue the fucking Benny, theme, Benny Hill theme song. Wait, I got the wrong music playing. I should have, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin music playing. But... What's interesting about this is that, one, it got out and reached the public, but it did it without any cell phone footage, any, you know what I'm saying? Like, any of the usual, you know, things that would happen these days. Because, I mean, let's let's face it, even if you don't get footage of the actual, you know, chokehold, you, you know, enough people usually whip out their phones, you get you get the aftermath. 
you know, the accusations of, you know, your parents weren't married when you were born, you prefer the company of men versus women, you know, and, and all those type things. So I, that's the, that's one, that's the interesting part. Two is how the Tigers handle it. Apparently, their policy is if something like this happens, one of them has to go. And I'm, from everything I've heard, it seems like it's going to be whoever initiated the physical contact, which from every account I've heard, it was... Rod Allen, which means he's definitely gone. We'll never broadcast another Tigers game. So that means, do they take their other broadcaster of 16 years and give him his, his packing orders too? And send him on his way? Well, apparently, well, apparently these guys didn't like each other. So... Well, there's that, yeah. This yeah. may not and be an isolated incident as far as them not getting along. It's definitely an isolated incident as far as them fighting each other. Getting to this this point of fit, you know, where it's just physical. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh, one of the other podcasts I listened to, a uh, well known sports former sports reporter around these parts, Eli Zaret, who I think now has his own podcast. By the way, um, he was basically saying his inside sources at Fox Sports Detroit, he asked him, he goes, so what is this? You know, what's the deal? And they're like, well, Rod's kind of, a, you know, Rod's Rod, which is a polite way of someone saying someone's an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And he's like, so Rod's the bad guy and Mario's the good guy? And they're like, no, they're both kind of little babies. This they're is both one story prim- no good guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it does speak to the professionalism of... Every Tigers fan I've talked to about this story is like, I had no idea they hated each other. You'd have never guessed it. Yeah, and I'm like, their jobs to be sports announcers, not to be friends. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I can remember a few times when Rod would say something or do something, and there would just be dead silence for like 15, 20 seconds, which is anyone who's ever been to broadcast school knows that dead air. I don't care if you are announcing a ball game or not. That's that's pretty much a that's that's a, that's a no no. Mm-hmm. That's a big no no. You know, I mean. So I always thought it was just usually Rod, maybe like with his you know second dick. school has really paid off. Yeah, you know, with his uh, we see a big guy or yeah, boy, country strong and all that shit. And Mario wouldn't say anything. I just thought maybe Mario was cracking up or especially over the second deck one because if you if you look up. Rod Allen's second deck. It doesn't sound like he's saying second deck. Oh, well, let's look this up, shall we? <laughs> oh, Rob Allen's second deck is totally a... Uh, all right. Apparently, it says this was... spot in the choir for him. Can I tell you a true story very quickly? Yeah. Uh, and my, my mom, I think, is uh, disgusted by me. And... Um, in fifth grade, she wanted me to try out for the choir with this god awful voice, the Temple Bethel Choir. It's kind of like David's church, but it's a temple. We're Jews, David. And um, I tried out for the uh, choir. Nobody cares. Try out, and my mother had to go out with the choir director to All get right. the feedback. This is getting scrubbed. You. <laughs> <laughs> These are two guys watching the video. Fuck that. Uh. They actually might have taken it off the internet because it was a YouTube video of the actual clip from the game. 
Yep. Here you go. I got it. I think I, I have it too. It's against James McCann. You know, we yeah. don't have to go if you don't want to go. We could just watch a movie. Oh, oh no. Oh, I, I want to go. Unless you don't want to go. Hold on. And I'd be happy to watch like, you. No, I just don't want me wanting to go and, and make you feel like you have to want to go. did you? McCann put a charge into that one. And it went a long way. A three-run shot for the Tigers. Second dick. <laughs> Number 12 on the year for James McCann, 6 nothing Detroit. Oh, wow. <laughs> so as you can see, this is why for... Second dick. Second dick. Second dick, definitely right. Second dick. Second dick. So, as you can see, this is why for like the last year or two, this has been a, uh, they made up t-shirts with that. There's uh, one of my buddy who doesn't understand the point of fantasy football is to score as many points as possible, not the least amount of points. Tony. Ooh, that's a uh, shot. Yeah, that's the name of his team. His second deck, so... <laughs> But so I mean, Rod has a, Rod. The whole point of that five-minute fucking trail off that we hope, I hope we edit down to a little bit something a little bit more listenable is Rod has a has a habit of saying some stuff that you know it makes you chuckle a little bit. And so I always thought it was you know the dead the silences were Mario probably hitting the cough button, chuckling you know with his head turned. Now it was probably Mario staring at him like he's like you know <laughs> like what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, uh, like he's a dog who somehow grew opposable thumbs and learned how to work a microphone. You know, it's like, what the fuck? What if he's muting the mic and every time he's just like, I fucking hate you. You suck so <laughs> bad at this. Hey, uh, three and two. <laughs> but yeah, I just it, it, the the very interesting part is, I, who the fuck do they get to replace him? I mean, I. These are guys who, I think, in our lifetime, sixteen years. I don't know how long Al Kaline and George George Bre- uh, or George Bell did it. George Kell. George Kell, excuse me, George Bell. Jesus God, I'm thinking. I was going to say George Brett, and then I thought Buddy Bell, and I put them together. Well, well to one person who doesn't exist. Of rich. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I. I <clears throat> It's it, to me. If you're the Tigers right now, they switched in 2002 to Mario Pemba and Rod Allen at the Tigers' lowest point in the history of their franchise. And that point, a 101 year old franchise. Uh, the transition the Tigers are going through. It's not really the time to bring in a bunch of no name guys and throw them in there because. That ain't going to get you much more viewership, and this team is not going to be any better next year. In fact, it's probably going to be worse. So, good luck with that, Detroit Tigers. Verlander came back yesterday and fucking mowed through them. them. Hey, guys. They stole something. Remember me. Now now I have to pitch against you. (laughs) Next. (laughs) No shit. Looks like a rapid fire gun. That was terrible. No, well, I mean, dude, uh, did anyone expect anything different? 
I mean, if you're Verlander, that all went down with him. That was a very, like, you know, 11th hour. Okay. He, I mean, he okayed the trade. I mean, he had a no trade clause unless he approved it. So, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, he ended up approving it, but I got to wonder how much of it was like begrudgingly he did so, you know, or his, his, his people around him said, do you want a chance to win a world series? Cause it ain't going to happen in Detroit. Yeah. That window has slammed shut. Just, you better go to somewhere, someplace else. Just about to say his agent was like, are you still interested in the world series? Have you seen your birth certificate? Like clock's ticking, buddy. It ain't happening here. You tried time to move on. And he did. Yeah. But unlike anybody else who gets older and older and older and finally says, I got to go. And, and it's too late by then. I, he's gotten old, but I don't know. His arm's just like still very, very sick. Well, dude, he's it, his, this season. His, Let's wait. His his favorite player ever, who he said he he wants to pattern his career and his, and he's patterned himself after is Nolan Ryan, who I believed pitching well into his forties. And only reason that he retired was his body wouldn't let him do it anymore. I mean, his last game was he threw. You know, was it like ninety-six mile per hour fastball and, and basically fucked his arm up, and he—that was it. I mean, he went out the Ryan Express, but I mean, he also played in what '60s, '70s, '80s. Now he played in four decades of baseball. Verlander's got a couple more to go. <laughs> He's gonna have to get on that TB12 diet plan. <laughs> no shit, right? I just don't think I don't think he's I don't think Verlander's going to pitch in the in the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s, and the 2030s. I just <laughs> I don't know where it's going to happen. But yeah, I mean that's and and this is this is to me this is right here is what is wrong with Detroit sports right now. We guys, we are five years removed from the Lions looking like they were turning the ship around, making the playoffs. The Pistons weren't that far removed from their streak of Eastern Conference Finals. We had Red the- Wings and went, and went to two Cup Finals. The wing, the, the Tigers have been to two World Series. They had the and best rotation in baseball. You know, Verlander won a Cy Young. And five years later, this is the highlight of the Detroit Tigers season. This is what this season will be remembered for. I know that the the, the, the diehard fans... And the baseball historians will try to put a spin on it and say it was something else. I'm pretty sure that the fact that this is V-Mart's last season will be brought up by people who will try to, you know, no, no, don't don't pay attention to that, that WWE-style brawl in, in the announcing booth. We'll look down here at the field. But the problem is they've given us nothing to look at on the field, period. Nope. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, if you're sitting here going, why is a sports show based in Detroit, talking about the announcers instead of the, the, the play on the field. Have you watched the Tigers this season? What is there to talk about? Go ask Todd, the guest we had Wait, for on. our baseball preview. Actual footage from the Tiger season. Yeah, that's in the middle of the fourth inning, by the way. That's that's what the stands sound like. <coughs> yeah, but no, go here ask you go, Here you go, Rich. It's like watching a boxer with one arm. And a right, and another right, and a right, and another right, and a right. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you you have a team that got rid of all of its fucking pitching core. Hey, you have Mike Fears, 
been lighting up an ogle for me for my fantasy team. You have, you have, well, yeah, but once again, we're talking about a raw, you know, a, 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 a flickering bright spot in the middle of a fucking cave where a bunch of Taiwanese fucking kids are fucking trapped. All right. I mean, you know, we're, we're not even talking about. This isn't a, a beacon of hope for this franchise. This guy's trade bait come next year. In fact, I don't understand why he wasn't. Or, or uh, shit, brain fart. Who's their ace now? Uh, Zimmerman. Fulmer. Fulmer. He's Pretty still much. He's still Tiger, right? Yeah. For now. But I mean, go. I mean, even talk to Todd. Go back to our, 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 you know, our baseball preview episode and listen to when we talked about the Tigers. What was Todd talking about? He was talking about the Mud Hens, the Whitecaps. He was talking about the future. He wasn't even like it, it did. What was going on with the with the big league team was like it almost didn't concern him because he realized for the next couple years at at the very least. This is going to be a horrible product. If you want to see, if you want to have any hope, you're going to have to go down to double A and triple A and watch the guys play there, which he does. So, but you're saying is he'd already moved on before the season even started? Pretty much. You know, and that's, that's very telling for a lifeline, a lifelong Tigers fan and huge baseball fan all around. I mean, he knows shit about the Tigers that I, I gun to my head. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the equivalent of you know the Red Wings. And I think I'm fairly knowledgeable about you know at least the teams and players I like their 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 history in the game. Good segue, Rich. Well, speaking of players, how you, how you doing, Stevie? Why you getting tired of those getting tired of those bugs and hurricanes down there in in, in Tampa? Mirror. Yeah. Mirror. But uh, didn't I call this? I think I, we, all, somebody I, did. I, I think I, we, I I think we pretty much all agreed once once remember last year around this time, Holland said that he's going to be GM even if he doesn't have a contract. And we were like, wait, what? Hey, so you're gonna just do that? <laughs> hey, I'm hired. <laughs> hey, I'm hired. <laughs> it's like the janitor from Scrubs. Like, I don't have a paycheck for you. Yeah, yeah, you do. Just go ahead and look again. Okay. No, it doesn't work that way. And what they do? They gave him a one-year deal. And at the end of that one year, it will be at the end of this season. And at the end of this season, that's when Steve Eiserman's contract is completely up with Tampa Bay, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct, meaning as the quote-unquote special advisor. Which, by the way, the reports are he has said to multiple people in the organization and multiple people in the, in the, the, the Tampa Bay sports Press, I'm going home. Well, does that mean Detroit? Does this mean Canada. Yeah. Does this mean does this mean if he does come to Detroit, he's going to do his uh, his his special advising to Tampa from here? Well, what happens once his contract's up? What happens once the Red Wings, who are in dire fucking need of a GM who can work with the salary cap and have success, get rid of Ken Holland? I mean. People forget this about Steve Eiserman. He went to Tampa, and he started making the rough moves. Martin St. Louis, later. Vincent McCaffier, here's, here's, we're going to buy out your contract. Enjoy playing in Philly. I mean, he made some moves that people were like, wow, this is ballsy. And I, I've said it. We've all said it. 
So what the fuck is needed here in Detroit? The, yeah, he, he he made moves that people were like, well, certain people were like, but why? Well, I mean, dude, this is not the pre-salary cap era. It's never going back to that. This is one, this is one of the things I try to explain to people. <laughs> Once ownership says, okay, no more, the sky's the limit, and they tell you where the limit's at, it's never going back to the sky's the limit. That's why baseball fights tooth and nail to not have a salary cap. You know, that's why you have football players who are fucked if they don't get a bunch of guaranteed money because at any time that contract could be fucking yanked from them and they could be cut and sent on their way. And if you've ever watched Hard Knocks, rookie, walk-on, veteran, when they cut you, you get called in the head coach's office, he gives you all the, 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 the standard platitudes, he shakes your hand, you turn in your playbook, and you walk the fuck out that facility by yourself. There ain't no there ain't no team there to fucking thanks for everything you did. Nope, it's later. That's how cold blooded it is. There for the grace of God, it isn't me. Exactly. In fact, there's been a couple seasons of, of hard knocks. I remember guys like, I don't even want to fucking talk to the guys that are being cut. I don't want that rubbing off on me. Like the more superstitious right. I, guys. I, I don't even want to be around the stadium today because they're cutting. And, oh yeah, that happens quite a bit. Where they got to call people, the guy and track him down? Yeah. Yeah, people are just like, they're out fishing, they're out golfing, they're just gone. But uh, it's... Dream, dream scenario for any Red Wings fan is Iserman comes, gets signed on as GM. But you're gonna, I, I'm, I'm going to warn all these Red Wings fans who want this, hold on to your fucking hat. <laughs> no shit. Because I think about all your favorite Red Wings. Red Wings. Well, he ain't playing either. Let's just remind him of that. <laughs> For starters. Yeah, yeah. And even if he did, he's what fifty four. Yeah. He ain't Chelios. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's still in better shape than all three of us put together on our best day. But he ain't in the shape he needs to be. It's there is going to be no player GM situation. And, and 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 believe it or not, I've heard one or two people in comment section say some stupidity like that, and I'm like, did you eat a lot of paint chips as a child? What's wrong with you? Like, seriously. That's not how the fuck this is going to work. Are you kidding me? Well, let's, if, if Scotty Y, Scotty Y? Scotty Y. I'm good. I'm good. Stevie Y, I'm okay, comes in and, and becomes the GM, and you can bring Bowman back and make him the president of the operations, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, I think Bowman's with his his kid with whatever, in whatever role he's in in Chicago, for the, I think wherever his kid goes, Bowman goes. I think it's going to have to be a, a package deal. Um, to be honest with you, and Bowman's like what ninety at some point. You think he's gonna, what, he's going to go? Hey, I want to not think about hockey for a few years before I die. That's what I'm saying. He's 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 very up there in age and on top of that chicago is a dumpster fire as far as the salary cap and their roster right now chicago sold their soul for those stanley cups and they got them but they also fucked their shit up for quite a few years and it's going to take them a few years to dig out from under it so do we really want to get a you know a son and, and, and father duo in here to do what's already been done, thanks to Ken Holland. And don't get me wrong, Ken Holland, without a salary cap, 
arguably one of the best GMs in the history of, of, of hockey, period. End of story. Wow. Scotty Bowman is 84. He's, he's been done coaching for almost 20 years already. He's to, 2002 is the last time he coached. Yep. Nine Stanley Cups. So, I mean, it's in my mind, it's Eiserman or bust. And if Eiserman comes in, I think everybody's fair game because it, from everything I've read, Eiserman is not the same guy in that GM's at, behind that GM's desk that he was in the locker room. He's not the guy who's going to quietly lead by example. He's the guy who's going to go, okay, you're not bringing 100% to the table and one-strike policy applies. And if they buck, he gets rid of them later for you. And if that's the case, yeah, Larkin could be gone. I mean, I, Jimmy Howard, got to imagine he ain't got long for fucking the winged wheel. I mean, it's, that's just how it is. I mean, yeah, Mantha, I mean, all these guys could be gone. If he comes in, he could say, fuck it, I'm rebuilding it in my image. They're already, they're already, they're already in, in the middle of a quote-unquote soft reboot. Fuck it, I'm going to call it a full rebuild and people Detroit will put up with it and Red Wings fans will put up with it because, God damn it, I'm the captain. And I have, I have a track record on and off the ice. Mm-hmm. So he's bought carte blanche through his actions. And I think that's kind of what needs to happen. And I think it needs to be Stevie Eiserman. He needs to be the one to come in here and fucking lay the smackdown on this organization because there's no more Mr. Illich, you know? And I think that's honestly part of the problem with the Tigers. I'm not saying anything about any of the Illich people that, that have their hands in the organization now, but you're not, you're not Mike Illich. Mike Illich well, I will, to win, period. I will say this. With Mike Illich, they were getting very close to that very thing. Winning. And now that he's gone, they are getting very far from that very thing. Winning. You do the math. Both teams. I mean, that's, that's, that's just a fact. It's all there is to it. It's all there is to it. There's, there's no way to spin it. There's no way to try to pretty it up. So, yeah. It, if he, if, if I, I, I can only hope with all my fucking Red Wings loving heart that when he said, I'm going home, he meant he's coming back to the Red Wings. And psych, I'm in Canada. Later, losers. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the deal. If that's what he does, more power to you, man. And, and enjoy your enjoy your time and uh, whatever time you got left on this planet. You've earned it. There, I don't think anybody in their right mind could say that that he needs to give more to this organization than he did. A man who played what three, four years with no cartilage in his knee. I mean, just completely changed his style of play because if he hadn't, he'd have been on fucking Ottawa for fuck's sake because that was the threat. You either play the way I coach you, coming from Bowman, and you give up these fucking 150 point seasons and you become the one, what I know you're capable of, one of the best two way forwards, one of the best two way centers the game's ever seen, or else you pack your bags and you head for fucking Ottawa. Nijman went, like any good soldier. I'll play the role you tell me to to play, and they won four cups. Well, he was there for three, but the team that that that, that was built around him won four cups because a lot of that 2008 team were guys that did play with him, that did still have the picked up on his mentality that he gave off, and still had that, you know, when they say go over the fucking, you know. Go over the trench, you go over the trench. The you don't stop and ask why. The imprint was still there. Exactly. 
in 08. I mean, read McCarty's autobiography. Read Bob Probert's autobiography. He's mentioned constantly through it. And it's not like those guys don't have stories to tell about themselves and their, their shenanigans. Because those books are full of them. Heard and Probert's, they're fucking a mute. Her Probert's biography comes with a mirror. <laughs> and a razor blade. Yeah. <laughs> McCarty's comes with a bong. <laughs> yeah. And some papers. <laughs> well, absolutely. I, I, I and hope a betting what, slip. <laughs> I, I hope that's what's happening. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back as a general manager, and I hope he fucking lights a fire under this team's ass. And I hope in three, four years, we're sitting here talking about a team that's making deep runs into the playoffs. Talk about that captain and hockey town two and all this nonsense. Yeah, the hockey town, not fucking Las Vegas. Well, I mean, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And the fact that you have all these, you know, because the whole hockey town thing goes back to like the early 90s, mid 90s. And then once Detroit, you know, declared itself hockey town, everybody got their nose out of joint in Canada because it's like, well, we're hockey town. Well, guess what? Mike Gillis trademarked that. So you have to be something else. So they're, you know, hockey city, hockey village, you know, it's like, fuck out of here. And in Vegas, oh, we're hockey town. That's cute. That's wonderful. Once you once you win no, a you're cup, fucking not. You're Las Vegas. You know, last time I checked, you guys did you did have an amazing inaugural season. Absolutely amazing. One of the best in any of any expansion team in any of the four major sports in America. Congratulations. But if you're going to try to fold yourself in half and blow yourself and call yourself hockey town, you better win some cups first. You're Sin City. Be you'd be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> so all right all well, right let's get on to not exactly the main event hey before we break into football i gotta interject because well this, i'm me and if you listen to our podcast i do this to these guys all this, the time this could be wow <sighs> part right. two of triple g and canelo's coming up now to refresh you guys we talked about this before canelo and triple g fought but it was said that and proved that Canelo took a banned substance. Okay. And with the way the fight went, it went to a uh, controversial uh, draw. Are you guys buying into this hype of the second fight, or do you really not care? Cue the Dr. Cox rant of things that I could care more about or less about. I had no idea this was even happening until you brought it up just now. Yeah, it, it's later this month. It's like the 25th, some shit. I'm not buying it either. This is worse. This has been hyped worse than uh, the Mayweather debacle. People still pay to watch people fight. That's what YouTube's for. It's shit for free. That's that's what live Facebook is for. (laughs) You don't even have to go to YouTube. Just Facebook it live. See ya. The last thing is, it's a moderate story that's come into light just recently. There's uh, there was a soccer match. And oh it was the USA. God. It was the USA versus Mexico. And this six foot two tall motherfucker goes up to this Mexican guy, and the Mexican guy like tries to follow him and then tries to get into his face. Well, his face, the Mexican guy's face, reaches about the bottom of the American guy's pecs. To which 
he starts bitching at him, and I don't know what they're saying. They're on the fucking field. But the the American makes reference to how short, with hand signals, the Mexican guy is. That blows into a huge fight, and an actual fight, not like, oh, my God, he touched me, and I'm going to go down and, and cry. No, like they were fighting. Both, both, both teams. See, this is why we need prep on these things. These short attention span theater moments of his, because he could have had uh, Easy E, my height don't fight, queued up. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. So it, this is just miscellaneous, moderate stories that I watch, and I'm like, that's funny as shit. But everybody's going to make a big deal out of the American making fun of the Mexican's height. At the end of the game, America scored a goal, and Mexican, well, didn't. So... I, I all I wanted to say was, hey, you're coming up a little short there, Mexico. But um, <laughs> so onward with the light brigade into the big, huge sport that is taking place at this point. Well, uh, I mean, let's keep it pretty simple. Uh, U of M, congratulations for doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You should have done that with Notre Dame. Shut up! I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, um, yeah don't really. Didn't take anything from that win. Didn't mean anything. One of the few times I agree with Mike Valeni completely when it comes to Michigan. Wake me up when they play someone who matters. Yeah. Uh, this is what you're supposed to do during these these type of games. You're supposed to go out there and just fucking curb stomp them. Michigan, congratulations. You got a running back, but you were in dire need of a quarterback. By the way, are you eating the mic? Because it sounds yeah. like it's somewhere down your throat. I shoved actually my ear pod all the way down my ear canal. So okay, uh, all right, you sound better now. But uh, yeah, so I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's it's like okay. I mean, I, I even as a Michigan fan, I was like, I don't take any solace in that win after that Notre Dame bullshit. I just I don't. I mean, this is this is what Harbaugh does. He stomps the shit out of teams that he should, and he can't win a big game. The only rival he's beat is MSU when he was having a historically bad season. So, really, if you really want to get down to it, he hasn't even really won a big game. I mean, what's his record on the road against ranked opponents? Big ol' goose egg. Ofer. Yeah. Oh for, oh for for fucking ever, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh forever. I mean the, the the only interesting thing to come out of Michigan's win last week, in my opinion, was the talk of does this buy Harbaugh time? To which I laughed nope. my considerable ass off because as far as <laughs> I'm concerned, for, yeah, for what? As far as I'm concerned, he he. The, from the minute he sat down to decide who his starting quarterback was this season, he was on the hot seat. From the spring scrimmage, he was on the hot seat this year, as far as I was concerned. It was the fucking the Kool-Aid drinking Walmart Wolverines who were like, no, you're just being a hater. Does this buy him time? This is like someone wanting a raise for showing up on time every day to work. Like, you are supposed to truck Western. Next. Exactly. Well, they're asking that question because Michigan State came so close with Utah State. Like, Michigan State should have trucked Utah State. That didn't happen. 
Well, we'll get to them in a minute. There's a lot of things they've supposed to do the last couple of weeks. All I'm saying is Michigan, Michigan State, y'all are fucked when you come up against powerhouses. Your team cannot win with the way you've been playing. Michigan, you need a quarterback. Stop it. That guy is not your starter. He proved it the first game, showed it again in the second game. What else do you need? Well, I mean, look, they got MSU. I mean, it's not MSU, excuse me, SMU. And poor SMU. They just got handled by TCU last week. Now it's U of M. It's like a a bad porno. Now it's U of M's turn, just passing around SMU. It's like, hey, a, but I mean, it's like a Brazzers video. Didn't, didn't Eastern win? Yeah, they're 2-0. <laughs> yeah, Eastern beat Purdue. Yeah, the Boilermakers said, wait, what? <laughs> Mike Allstott's <laughs> college team. Uh, I'm sure Allstott was like, I'm just going to fucking stay retired in Tampa Bay and not even mention Purdue. Not on Twitter, not on Facebook, not on shit. How the fuck we lose to Eastern? What the fuck? <laughs> it, in fact, I forgot the playbook. I I got to drink about 15 Boilermakers to watch that shit. I left but, uh, and I took the train with me. I, what happened? But no, I mean, they have SMU. Uh, you know, we'll do picks later. I was, I, I have to admit this, though. I didn't think they were going to win at Notre Dame. But I wasn't ready to say Nebraska is going to be a test game for them. I think I'm ready to say that now. In fact, I am saying that now. See, Nebraska, not, Nebraska ain't that good this year. I, I don't think Notre Dame is as good as that number 12 ranking. No. I don't think Michigan should be in the top 25, period. But So, I mean, what, you know, what this, this, all this back clapping and, and, oh, you know, touchdown Jesus, Rudy, and all this shit. Yeah, great. You beat a very bad Michigan team. Congratulations. Once again, wake me up when you play somebody. So I think that Notre Dame, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a propped up number 12 in the, in the country. And Nebraska, one thing, only thing Michigan has going for it, it's in Ann Arbor. Because I kind of think they're on par with Nebraska right now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to go through the season, but I'm going to tell you what, I, I'm looking at. There's a frost warning in Ann Arbor. I'm looking at a possible six-six loss season, in my opinion, and I'm I'm calling it, and I called it before the the season. They're definitely getting five losses. Period. End of story. There's nothing to discuss here. If they don't, hey, great. I'll be happy to be wrong. I've seen nothing to to give me any faith that I am though. Oh no, I, I've seen enough to confirm it. I'm telling you that quarterback does not want to play. It's, it's reason Ole Miss let him transfer. I'm starting to Seriously. think that. Well, you know, hey, you want to go? Yeah, go, go ahead. Braylon Edwards comes out and says that you know, Shea Patterson's playing scared, and he absolutely was in that Notre Dame game. He was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. You don't drop back 12 yards and take a sack if you have good pocket presence and you're not scared. You know, you say what you want about McCaffrey. McCaffrey come in and stepped into his fucking throws. He wasn't throwing off his back foot, and he wasn't running around like a, like like. His ass was on fire and his hair was catching. Now, Braylon Edwards come out and basically told the truth and got suspended by the Big Ten Network for telling the truth, which tells you where we're at in the world today as far as media goes. You know, 
the truth is is, is enough to is, is enough to possibly cost you your job. But all he was doing was doing the same thing every fan who watched that game said. Mm-hmm. So I said it on this podcast. What is he doing? He, he he made the training staff go into the tunnel with him. The training staff was like, for what? <laughs> He's like, let's go. Come on. I, I, I want to go. I got I to get hydrated, cramping, and, and stuff. Ah, my liver. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. My muffler bearings are shot. I need yeah. my windshield wiper. I need my uh, turn signal fluid changed. What? Right. <laughs> but, no, I... Michigan did exactly what they were supposed to do. I guess congratulations. I mean, I don't see how any Michigan fan could take that as any type of moral victory, any type of definitive statement from 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 Harbaugh or that team. And I don't see how. I mean, first of all, it should have been a shutout. You want to get right down to it. It, it should have been. I totally agree. When I heard that Western Michigan was playing U of M, I'm like, the only picture I had in my head was like a chihuahua standing next to a, a Great Dane. Like, just stay in Kalamazoo. It would probably go better if you just stayed in Kalamazoo. <laughs> and you can drink and party. I'm just saying. I was looking for Michael Vick. I was like, this is going to happen? Really? Really? Well, they didn't get the field goal until the last minute. So, there you go. There's your moral victory. Oh, speaking of last-minute field goals, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think it's time you admit something, Mr. Sparty. 12-0. I think it's time I think it's time you admit that this state team might not be as good as you think it is. And I'm, and I'm, not, saying that, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that just based on last week's game. No, I think after barely getting out alive against Utah State and then losing to Arizona State, no, I think you are absolutely correct with your statements. I may have to come, may have to have a come to touchdown Jesus moment. <laughs> feel, feel the wrath of the fourteen and two, sir. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, maybe, well, the good news is they can't lose this week. Yeah, that's true. Hey, oh, <laughs> they have a bye. <laughs> yes. Or maybe you know we're seeing the beginning of the. The, the relaunching of the Herm Edwards juggernaut. And we just ran into it. We're one of the early victims. Can, I, right, can I choose to believe that? I mean, you can. People choose to believe the earth is flat. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, will, I, I will say this. Uh, Herm Edwards, from everything I've read, all the opinion pieces I've read out there with the Sun Devils, seems to be more of a figurehead for that team than an actual hands-on fingers in every aspect of the coaching staff. Well, is it like when Joe Paterno was still, quote-unquote, coaching? Not that bad, but along those lines. That's what I'm picking up from a lot of what I've read. Now, if that's the case, that makes it even worse for Michigan State. And so what, is Herm just someone to get players to sign there? Kind of, uh, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, he's he's a he's a fucking charismatic guy. If he gets the you know the parents in the fucking living room and can sit down with them, you know, he might sway some people to to, to come out to his school. I miss him in the football coverage. I'm not gonna lie. 
Absolutely, 100%. The speeches he'd give at the, at the rookie symposium were, were worth it, just on their own. He's the one to coin the, the rule of one. As a rookie in the NFL, you only need one of everything, one house, one car, one piece of jewelry. You don't need the Mr. T starter kit, one girlfriend. He, and it does not girlfriend and wife. It's her, either or wife. Herm is uh, you play to win the game. Mm-hmm. And his it, when he was coaching uh, Kansas City, fucking with the rookie, he was like, hey, Rook, where's my Krispy Kreme? No, nah, you got to get me some Krispy Kreme. And the rookie's like, uh, he's like, what you laughing at? You see me smile? But get your ass back in that car that you got bought with your with your signing bonus and go to Krispy Kreme and don't get no donuts until the hot sign comes up. When the, when a hot and fresh sign comes up, that's when you bring me my donuts. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Piss him off. <laughs> I was dying, man. <laughs> this shit was hilarious. Someone was lazy in practice. <laughs> but uh well, I mean, look, I ran down the, the list of concerns I had with them going out to Sun Devil Stadium. One, that's a hard place to play if you don't fucking, if you're not used to conditions out there. When you told me that Antonio had earlier in the week brought the team out there in their practice, and I was like, well, that gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, it didn't work. It was like, a, and, it was over 100 degrees at 8 o'clock at night. Yes. And I used to, I used, I used, I used to live in Phoenix, five minutes from downtown. That shit is no joke. No joke. If you did manual labor indoors with no air conditioning, they started you around 3 in the morning and you got out of there before noon. Why? Because you would die if you didn't. That is no bullshit. So, I mean, there was that. There's the fact that they're going out there and they're playing a game that's starting at damn near 11 o'clock their time. I, I mean, there's also the fact that that is an intimidating stadium for the Big Ten. If you need proof, I, I, I misquoted the numbers. It's not 19 teams that went out there and lost, Big Ten teams. It's nine times Big Ten teams that went out there and lost, now 10. So if you're a state fan, you're hanging your hat on all those things I just said and going, please don't let this be a repeat of a few seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, we don't need no three and nines rearing their heads again. No, thank you. So then when Michigan uh, goes six and six, we can't enjoy it. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's one thing you can always count on. Uh, Mike Valeni, the local the local Sparty fucking cheerleader. Yeah, he'll always throw on his green and white skirt and talk shit about Michigan no matter what state does. So it's it's funny that, you know, Michigan lost their first game of the season. State won their first game. Barely squeaked by. Yet all you heard them talk about after week one was how U of M sucks. How U of M sucks. And I'm like, you realize your football team barely got out with a victory, right? And to be brutally honest, I haven't really heard much talking about either of these fucking games this week. So, there you go. Tell me. Tell me that these people aren't biased. Can't do that. They'd be lying. I mean, honestly, if you, I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back, except for Iceman, who's just insufferably a homer about his teams. I I think we're pretty fucking even keel. Used to be. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. That's that's the main event. See, we're gonna go. We're gonna go through, through. 
week one, and then we're going to get to the Monday Night Massacre. But because that's that's we got to save that for last. Because I'm sure you got something to say about that. Well, but, I mean, not to pick on Ice Man, I have strong feelings about it as well. Quite honestly, the royal you. Yes, I mean you all. Okay, I, yeah. Um, because I, I, you have no skin in that game. No, not really. Except you, I mean, li- was, you live close to the team. It, it was like it was like, oh man. But anyways, yeah. So any any anything else on uh, state? I mean, there's nothing really much more to say. They don't play this week. They got a week to lick, lick, lick their wounds, and they go against uh, Indiana. Gonna correct their gonna correct the ship against the bye week. Gonna come out with a W. Oh, I mean, I, how hard do you think D'Antonio's working those guys? Yeah, I feel sorry to be. Uh, a Spartan at this moment. And then I was feeling sorry to be a Hoosier because, yeah, have fun. You're going to see pissed off Michigan State. It's not going to be pretty. We're back to that Brazzers video again. <laughs> the meme of, like, the four-foot-nine white girl and, like, five, six-foot-twelve black guys <laughs> just yeah. standing around like, you're next. <laughs> yes, and that girl's that girl's wearing a Hoosiers t-shirt. <laughs> All right, so let's go chronologically. Yeah, week one. Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, what a week one it was. I enjoyed it. I, I sat on my couch for 10 hours. I got a pass <laughs> from the wife. I got, to, I got to use the big TV. And I was like, yeah, this is why I sit through episodes of the real of whatever for eight other months <laughs> the real bullshit of whatever the yeah fuck. so i get the tv for 10 hours for one night for one day in september <laughs> but oh it was glorious the games were great there's a couple blowouts one of them's on monday but yeah chronologically i guess we start with uh a thursday night last thursday night the the uh, rematch in the NFC Championship game. Atlanta, Philly. Big Dick Nick. The season of what the fuckings has started. Yeah. Philly getting the W barely, but getting the W on Thursday. Any surprises here, gentlemen? Uh, no, I called that. Unfortunately. Um didn't get to watch the game as we were recording another show. Yeah. And due to internet restrictions, couldn't stream the game and do the show via the internet without the game buffering constantly. So I just threw in the towel and said, fuck it. I'm going to have to deal with highlights and reading up on what happens in box stores. Uh, I can't say I'm overly impressed with either performance. I, you know, I, didn't think that like nothing huge stuck out to me in this game like oh yeah this is definitive one way or the other except for can we can we kind of say like you know maybe that window is is starting to 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 speed up as it's closing for the falcons chance here i mean it's been what two years since the super bowl and the and the historic fucking meltdown in the Super Bowl. And yeah, they went to the NFC Championship game last year, but does that look like a team that's going to make it to the NFC Championship game this year to you? Uh, no, I mean, Matt and Julio aren't getting any younger. 
Exactly. Devontae Freeman ain't getting any more durable. So, yeah. And, I mean, the Eagles, I... Whatever. What, I, what do you even say about that? I, I have I have a friend from Philly, and I got the scoop. And let's just say that you think there's quarterback controversies in Detroit constantly. It's just... I, 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 he, I, you, you, you would not know they just won a Super Bowl. Let's put it that way. Like, I, I, I guess they thought that they were, you know, they should be the. This should be the start of their. The Eagles should be New England Part Two for the next twenty years. And I'm like, uh, there's only one Tom Brady. There's only one Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. and ne- neither of them suit up for the Eagles or coach them. So, be happy with your Super Bowl. And then your friend threw a battery at you and left. <laughs> Said, clean that beard up, Santa Claus. Yeah, he said, fuck Santa Claus, threw battery at you, and then had to go. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it, the, the highlights I saw it was a very ho hum game. It was a lot of meh. Yeah, yeah not the, uh, I mean, it was. Not the fireworks of the championship it, game. It, it no, was. It should have been a shootout. Was game one of the 2018 season. So that made it special. <laughs> Otherwise, this would have just been like, eh, this is one we can just go. Yeah, this is the score. Moving on. Yeah. I don't think if it was if it was not the very first game of the season, I don't think we would have talked about it this long. <laughs> Speaking of talking about games that we just go, eh, and move on. Bengals, Colts. Yeah, that game was a piece of shit. did you guys pick the Colts? Because Angel Luck was back. Yeah, after not playing for fuck all ever. No, nothing in Cincinnati impresses me at all. Not the Red Rocket. AJ Green's getting old. Joe Mixon looks like he'll be something. I, you know, that's what I was about to say. Is this like from Oklahoma? I mean, you know, young guy, almost a hundred yards on seventeen carries, five point six per carry. Are, are, are we are we are we seeing the, the beginning of something here, or is this just well? It's the Colts. Uh, it's I need uh, I need a bigger sample size. I hear you, and my it's problem is, is my problem is he's my number one running back on my fucking team. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, oh, he's f- <laughs> you're fishing for fantasy advice? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I've already I've already listen. Let's just get this out here. We we save the ball busting for that after after all the talkings the real sports talks done for the. For the three people that are that listen that are actually in the league, they'll be interested. To, that'll be at the end. I've already resigned myself to a fucking last place finish. To this 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 week was a fluke. Whatever it ain't guy gonna with, happen again. Whatever guy with Brady and Gronk, you're gonna do fine. <sighs> well, then we have <laughs> the Bills and the Ravens, Whew. and the very Whew. short starting career, <laughs> extremely short. Of Nathan, whatever the fuck his name was. Peterson. Or Norman. Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Yes. Yes. Uh, done. He's already been sat and benched for game two. See ya. Done, son. Oh, good times. Good times. So if you're Buffalo, like, are you, you think Buffalo's pining away for the, well, we never won a Super Bowl, but we went four years in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is just ugly. Colin Cleveland going, uh, can we have a quarterback back? 
Yeah, that does not look like a team that made the playoffs last year. That's very Lion-esque of them, to make the playoffs, be first-round fodder, and to come out and lay a fucking egg in, in week one. Mm-hmm. Against against a Ravens team that has been declared to be suspect. <laughs> suspect of whooping ass. I'm saying 47-3, four, something ain't right. <laughs> the third stringers were playing on Baltimore. I know it was like a week one college game. Yeah. <laughs> it called up Ray Lewis. They're like, hey, you miss hitting guys? Do you still have a jersey <laughs> laying around somewhere? You don't even need pads at this point. Yeah. In. yeah, it's like flag football to them, man. It's just, in fact, you probably hurt them if you put pads on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pads might this game. <laughs> hey, there you go, Rich. Wait. The next game. You're eating the mic again? <laughs> no, I'm not eating the mic again. It sure sounded like it. Anyways, the yeah, next um, game. Yeah, Ryan Fitz mag- Magic. What's up, baby? Yeah, Whoa. there you go. Uh, uh, how, how you doing, Rich? Fear the beard. Fear something. <laughs> okay, this all this is is the Saints aren't as good as we thought they were. That's all this is. Oh, is it's, the sun finally setting? This is not. This has nothing to do with anything that the Buccaneers did. It has everything to do with what the Saints didn't do. Because <laughs> this team is not this good. It's the Saints' well, defense. The offense did their job. The offense put up 38 40, points or whatever, 40 points. Yeah, 40, 40 points, yeah. No, absolutely. That's what hey, I'm saying. Hey, Rich, could this be part of that thing that uh, I said was Ryan Fitz, or, yeah, Fitzpatrick? What? It could be, could be part the of what? Psycho. Context, the man. The, the cycle. The listener needs he context. Re- he, he gets released. He gets signed as a backup. Starter gets hurt. Th- he gets So he gets thrown into the game. He plays very well, earns the starting spot, gets a whole bunch of money and gets paid. And then he sucks again. Then he gets released. Gets signed as a backup. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like he's winning. If it's a scheme, he's winning, dude. That's a good scam. Well, let me tell you something. Not bad. Let me tell you something. I have no faith in Captain Craig uh, Crableg. That's it's been made clear on this show. But this is not the savior. It, it is. It is. It, this is. This is not. This okay, is not the quarterback. Just, I don't believe so. It can't even slow down the bleeding. It's just stopgap. What, what are we doing with them? Who they play next week? Eagles. Eagles. Yep. Oof. They're going to get bent over. Okay. I, I have no doubt about that. I I literally didn't even watch the Bucks game. Until I saw it was getting like, I was like, what the fuck? Did someone forget to tell the Buccaneers that they are, in fact, the Buccaneers? And clicked over to it because I was watching a New England game because I was like, well, might as well watch this. There's more at stake for my fantasy team in this than there is for the Buccaneers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just didn't even want to watch it. I was not joking with you. When I saw that schedule, I was like, oh, please. Get the fuck out of here. Like, if there's no other game on that has my interest, of course I'll watch it. It's my team. But, I mean, I, 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 this is, this is an anomaly. This is not, this is not the new normal for Tampa. And let me tell you something. Even if Fitzpatrick goes fucking 4 0 as starter and Captain Crab Legs comes back or 3 0, whatever, I think he's suspended for four games. Uh, might be three, though. And he comes back. They're going to give him the reins, and he's going to be on the sideline talking his horrendous nonsense, eating his W's. 
<laughs> and just <laughs> the whole team's going to be back to what the fuck? We're, weren't we winning a few weeks ago? What the fuck? Now this fool's picking fights that we got to fight because he's the, the franchise quarterback, which is disgusting. But I mean, you know, we already went through it. He holds what most of their passing records, and if if he just finishes this season, we'll have almost all of them. How pathetic is that? Yeah, it's I'm not enjoy. I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, it's like it's like when you go on a date, and it seems like it's going you know like pretty bad. So you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy the meal. I'm gonna enjoy the movie, and on the way home, she blows you. You're oh. like, you know what? Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, I'm not. Cool. I like I like blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I like blowjobs. She likes steak. It all works out. So thank you, thank you, Tampa Bay, for the sloppy blowjob you gave me last Sunday. I appreciate it. <laughs> but we know, but we know we're gonna call and get no answer for the second day. All right, yeah. great. You goddamn right. <laughs> and, yeah, you're gonna be ghosted. <laughs> uh next game. Patriots Texans. Fuck you, Tom Brady. What he wakes up and he pisses excellence. That's all there is to it. No, no. He he gets on that field and he found Gronk and he forgot everybody else was on the field too, and he just kept throwing it to Gronk. What and it, it, it's working. Rich, Why Rich because Rich sat back and had multiple orgasms as he fucking killed oh, me in fantasy football. Because you lost at fantasy, wah. <laughs> Boo-hoo. The man just, Absolutely. The Patriots just getting it done. That is, that, by, by the way, everybody, that's a 41-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, he is. Slinging that ball and that dick like a 21-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing. 27-20, and this game was never that close. No. This is all there is to it. I mean, it, it, to me, it felt like I was like... I, and I, I, it's Patriots against the practice squad. I kind of hate to say this because any Patriots fan is going to fucking just buck about this and just go, oh, fuck him. And that, that would never happen with a Belichick team. I kind of feel like they took the foot off their gas a little bit in, in the second half. They're like... Eh, our defense got this. We'll just we'll just put some fucking field goals up on the board. Grind the clock down. Keep their offense off the field. We're good. I mean, it, it, how many times have we had this discussion? How do you stop the Patriots from winning? You keep Tom Brady off the field. Mm-hmm. And if he's got and when a, we say off the field, we mean off. If he has thirty seconds, you lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, eh, and the Texans, well, at least you guys got J.J. Watt. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. I, I mean, what, what is what is the what if you're the Tex if you're a Texans fan, what are you trying to take from that game? That you're going to be good. Well, no, you're trying to take that you were looking for Deshaun Watson to come back off his injury and not suck, which he doesn't. He doesn't suck. He's not as good as he was last year. Welcome to having tape. Once a team gets tape on you, you're fucked. He completed half his throws for 176 yards. One touchdown, one interception. He is the textbook definition of average, of literally just meh. I'll take average against the Patriots. Me too. But at the same time, he's not really, it's not really that he's average. 
he's he's got to learn what every rookie has to learn. Once you get tape on you, make adjustments. Right, and the team sees what they're working with, they'll know how to scheme and beat you. You have to be able to make adjustments, and he's good enough to do that. The kid's mobile. The kid's accurate. He's got weapons around him. He's got a running game. His coach, oh, my God, did you hear the coach? No, I did not. The coach, um, there was an incomplete pass from the Patriots. It was incomplete. It was to Gronk from Brady. Should it have been called a catch? Was. And uh, it was under two minutes. So salty. So salty. Anyways, the coach couldn't challenge the uh, play, but what he could do was call a timeout and let the review, you know, people take time and look at it and go, we we might have to make a call on this. Absolutely. And what did Belichick do? Get to the fucking line and get the ball. No, no, no. no. Wasn't even about that. This coach of the Texans comes out in the press corps and they ask him about that. And he goes, and I quote, it is not my job to take a timeout and waste a timeout for the officials to do their job. Sir, that is your exact job to win at all costs. If you have to take a timeout to prove that that wasn't a catch, you take the fucking timeout because that led to a score. You lost by seven points. Your arrogance cost you a game. That is his exact quote. It is not my job to take timeout to use one of my timeouts to give the officials time to do their job. That is the epitome, very definition of your fucking job. So what you're saying is this is like Schwartz not knowing that he threw a review flag on a play that's not reviewable. Right, or Chris Weber calling a timeout when he had you don't. We don't have one. It's your job to know these things and to pull them out of your toolbox when you at the appropriate time. Right. I could not believe he said that everybody else was sitting there going, the fuck? That is your 100% your job. Everybody does it. You know you can't call out for a review under two minutes. You have a timeout. Take a timeout. Let them look at it and go, that wasn't a catch. So, I mean, it, he didn't do it. It cost, it. well, I say eventually cost him a game because he lost by seven points and the ground catch put him in, in scoring range. Okay. All of that happened, come out and say, well, we messed up. We'll do better next time. No, this motherfucker comes out and says, well, ain't my job. Yes, it is. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, Chico and the man? Ain't my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, in three or four, in, I don't know if maybe three or four games, but definitely at the end of the season, it might not be your job. Now with the Texans, keep that fucking mentality up. Holy shit. Yeah, be someone else's job. Because we'll give them your job. Well, Moving on, 49ers, Vikings. The other Patriot. The, the, the now, forever and no. The no longer. Undefeated. Yes. The once greatest quarterback of all time. The <laughs> GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> Never lost a game. The Finally second coming of Tom Brady. Oh. Well, I mean, he does have his former defensive coordinator coming out to see him this week, so we'll see what what, what kind of gift wrap win the Lions can hand him. But <laughs> well, I mean, I was impressed they hung with Minnesota. Like quite, I this game was close. Yeah, but I mean, dude, it, it, Garoppolo, you can't turn the ball over like he did. Yeah, 
Not against not against that defense from Minnesota. I mean, it's it that's a they're like that's their bread and butter. I mean, you're just you. Anybody who has to play Minnesota, thank you. Should 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 send like you know a bag of shit to the 49ers being like. Thank you for pumping up their confidence in their defense more than it already was. <laughs> people send roses. I'm sending you a bag of shit. Like, asshole. You know, you know, you understand. We have to play them later in the season. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I, I think, really, no bullshit, no sarcasm. This was probably the, the game of the week for me. You have Jimmy G trying to finally start with the, a full season ahead where everybody's playing to win. Everybody's got their starters. I know last weeks of the season where everybody's like, all right, Jimmy, go ahead. This was this was full on season form. How dare you, sir, question <laughs> the GOAT's record and say that he got it because they were resting starters, sir. I'm, I am appalled. Does, Does he have a daughter? I'm fucked if he has a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so, you have him, and, and you got, you know, Kirk Cousins coming in with the Vikings, with the new team, trying to get all, you know, settled. So you got the two quarterbacks and, and getting settled with their offense. The defenses were stacked. Uh, it, was, it was the game of the week for me. It really was. Did you see the night game? I did see the night game. All right, cool. Just checking. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, very small sample size, but Vikings still holding up to your prediction there, Chris? Yeah, they look good. Have fun, every, have fun everybody else. They did. In fact, I'm, I, I'm looking at that division going, ooh, how's the seller, Matt, Patricia? Oh, yeah, soon. But, very, yeah, very soon. They <laughs> apparently righted the ship in Minnesota. Uh, apparently, ship's going to be fine in Chicago. We'll get to that later yeah. on. Next up, Titans Dolphins. The, Why? The, the, the game that just wrapped up twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I know it's a, we'll play through rain and and freezing weather and snow and but lightning struck like lightning. twenty miles that way. Oh fuck that shit. <laughs> How hammered were the people that were left for the end of that game? Well they stopped serving like what? Fourth quarter? Yeah. They only stopped serving the NFL game, so... Yeah, but it, it took yeah. nine hours to get to the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's, what That's what I'm saying. It, it could have been a... I, I, I want to see the concession receipts. <laughs> yeah, no, right. <laughs> yeah, how many, how many Ubers were called? I'm just saying, at some point, you had to comp somebody for nine hours. Yeah. No, they don't. As someone who have set, who who has sat through plenty of rain three delay. four hour rain delays for yeah, the Tigers, yeah, they don't comp shit. They just go, "Here's your tab, sir." Yeah, yeah. And he, even if it rains out, they're like, "I hope you didn't throw away your ticket stub because that's your re-entry to the makeup game." My, and if my, you don't have it, you ain't getting in. My wife even called them sissies. She works for the damn fucking post office delivering mail. She's like rain, sleet, snow, lightning. I'll walk through it all. Mail's delivered. You're out there in full-on pads, and you get a little bit of flesh and light, and you run and hide. Well, you know, and the, he, the football haters will say that the football players are cavemen. So, I mean, isn't it what cavemen's response to lightning should be? Yeah, but have you ever have you ever seen a postal worker? 
They're in a tin can driving around. I mean, if there's a lightning to be struck, it's hitting that. No, I'm not taking anything away from him. No, I'm, I'm just down. saying it's no, no, no. I'm saying it was funny because she's right. It's, she's riding in a big ass lightning lightning rod, and she's do, doing her job, and it gets done in under eight hours. Under eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that sounds way more exciting than this game was. My takeaway from yeah. this game is both of these teams are going to be very average to below average this year. Here, 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 here. My takeaway from this game was I wasn't even aware it ended. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just didn't care at a certain point. I was like, oh, well, whatever. Not my, that's not my team in Florida, and I don't give a fuck about the Titans. So it didn't matter to me. It started long away. enough to take out my tight end for the season, and then it ended. My takeaway was the fans in these cities didn't even know this game was going on. <laughs> yeah, Miami somehow wins. Yeah, nine hours after, and then it ended, and people were like, oh, the, it started? Uh, oh. Well, next game, Jacksonville and the Giants. The G-Men. The think- super winning, Super Bowl winning, two-time quarterback. Hey, my takeaway from this game is everything's going to be okay in New York. No, my takeaway from this game is they're still fucked. Not fucked. It. Jacksonville's still good, man. Jacksonville is amazing. That defense is still, still that defense is still a monster. Dude, yeah, Miles Jack. You you can't even uh Barkley was like, Oh shit, that hurt. Do you see the hit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that kid can hit, man. <laughs> welcome welcome to the NFL, Rook. Mm-hmm. Really? And and speaking of hitting when did they institute a rule that if you fall on the quarterback, you get a flag? About the same time that if you fart in his general direction, they kill your grandmother for attempted murder? Oh, my God, dude. I, that was so ridiculous. If you wrap up a quarterback, do a form tackle. If, first of all, if you hit him with any part of your helmet, if you hit him below the waist, if you touch his head, you're flagged. Number one. Number yeah, there's a, there's a Goldilocks zone. If you perfect tackle this motherfucker don't do any of the before listed okay and you go to the ground with him with the ball in his hand and you land on top of him you get a flag what oh is it small dog just bark (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the nfl 2018 you guys saw the article i sent you where they said the experts are saying that there should be no contact football played until high school because there's, you know, there's such a problem with, you know, Pop Warner fucking kids giving each other concussions, right? That they're only going to play flag football. You know, well, they're not, that's, that's ultimately what it's going towards and what they're, they're, they're getting towards until high school. And this is, I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like Nostradamus on this a little bit. When all this shit started, what did I say? I said they're going to start with the fucking, with the peewee football players. And then it's going to work its way into junior high. And then it's going to be in the high school. And it's going to be in the colleges. Then the last thing to change will be the pros, obviously. But, I mean, that was less than two years ago. We were talking in 20 years we wouldn't recognize the sport. If these people get their way, we won't recognize the sport in four years. I mean, well, a little bit more than that. Probably... Six seven, dude. I'm not going to re- recognize this sport by the end of the fucking season. You can't land on the quarterback. It's, Where are you supposed to land when you tackle him? You're supposed to. He starts to fall backwards. 
you think happy thoughts, and you float away with Tinkerbell. I don't fucking know. That's put, what I'm saying. You're going to put pillows get, on the field. The, the average weight of a defensive lineman is 300 fucking pounds. If it's going forward and the object that it touches falls backwards, I'm sorry, gravity, fucking Sir Isaac Newton, hello, it's going down. Well, it's look at it this way. What's the next step? The minute, you, the minute a defender makes contact, any type of contact with the quarterback, he's considered down. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a two-hand touch game for real for the quarterback. Yeah. So, 2008 Super Bowl, we got Manning sacked, and Manning was like, psych, and spun out of it. Well, that'll never happen again once that rule's implemented. Oh, the only thing I picture, honestly, is, is like a pedestal with a steel cage around it. And a guy just up there looking like an American gladiator firing footballs at fucking receivers. I'd kind of watch that. <laughs> yeah, no, <right? laughs> Welcome to the XFL, Rich. <laughs> that reminds me of I saw a behind-the-scenes making of that uh, Peyton Manning SNL spot where he was, you know, the United Way ambassador to kids. And he was like, I don't know if I really want to do this, man. You got me throwing footballs at kids' heads and stuff. And he's like, this might be, this might be going over the line. And one of the parents walked up and was like, Mr. Manning, I volunteer my child to get hit in the head by a football that you threw. (laughs) And he was like, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. (laughs) Roll camera. (laughs) Like, I... I'd watch Peyton Manning drill kids in the back of the heads who didn't turn around and run the right route the right way. <laughs> All day. As, as as the fucking kids laid out on the ground because he got rocketed in the head by Manning. Well, here's he's the thing. I'm like trying to picture the route that he was supposed to run. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing, though, is that he goes, they were Nerf balls we painted up to look like. And, you know, the, 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 the official NFL footballs. He goes, and I, I hit one kid, and it, it, it sounded like I hit him with a real football. He's <laughs> like, I just drilled this kid in the back of the head. He went down like a <laughs> sack of potatoes. <laughs> and I'm like, he, he knocked the kid out with a Nerf ball. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that has nothing to do with the game. Well, let's. I did want to ask, what did you think about Barkley's uh, 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 first game performance there, his debut? I I think he was everything I said he was going to be. That cat is the epitome of Emmett Smith with Barry Sanders. He can jump cut. He can spin. He can cut on a dime and go as fast as he ever was going the other direction. And he can mow some people over. He can outrun the defense. I say give him maybe two more linemen and five more games of learning that playbook. Uh, You'll be lucky to catch the little bastard. So stay tuned for his injury in week three. (laughs) 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 That just sounds like where this is heading. Well, you would think so. But you talk about guys like this. And ACL. See you next season. I'm just saying, if you watched him in college, he, he didn't have the injuries. He, he got hit. He did the cuts. He just he, he knows what he's doing. 
No, I mean, I think, yeah, I thought he had a solid debut. I think uh, I, he he looked good from from the eyeball test for me. I'm not a I'm not a you know however I'm not a uh, scout or anything. It's not like I'm some sort of professional here, but uh, if he was wearing my team's uniform, I'd be happy. Yeah, he's, I think he's legit. Yeah, to me, that's that's the overall. That's that's the you know all bullshit aside, all these pretty. Pretty ways of putting it. Do you want him on your team? And for yeah. me, it's like, yup. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but also, Chris, he reminds me that, uh, that if you ever seen the movie, I think it was, I don't know, it was one of those stupid-ass high school movies with Booby Miles. You want to win, put Booby in, the black kid that was the running back. Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Lights, that's it. It reminds me of that movie because Booby never went to the gym. He said this was God gifted. He doesn't have to work for it. I, I honestly believe Barkley works for it. Um, I think he trains his body. He works out. He keeps it in shape. And that's why he doesn't have those injuries. Because when he's cutting and doing the things he does, just like uh, uh, Barry Sanders used to, he, he, he does it with such precision that he, he has to. He has to train that way. He has to keep his body in shape for those moves. Because if he doesn't, he you're right. He should have already had something tear. But if you're training your body right, it won't happen. And in today's society, as much as we put down the millennials, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, some kids actually do do it the old way. There's a lot of guys that do it the old way. The problem is is that they don't stand out. And when they and when they when they do, it's like when JJ Watt, when the Texans were on Hard knocks, and the camera stayed for J.J. Watts after uh, uh, <clears throat> practice workout. He was accused of showing off for the cameras. And it's like, well, it, it, that's real simple. Then does he do that every after every practice? Yeah. Well, then how is that showing off for the cameras? If he does it, if the cameras are there or not, that's someone who's dedicated to improving himself. Period. Just because the cameras were there that time doesn't mean anything. But. That's just the cynical society we live in. But moving on, I got to believe that this game had two of the worst Madden players I've ever fucking seen playing each other, and we just called it the Steelers and Browns. I knew that's where, dude, I knew that's where we were going. <laughs> I Man, I told you I called it Iceman in reality. The Steelers were going to win. No, we all get a dash one on our picks. No, this doesn't go in a W column. Why not? I said the Browns were going to win. They didn't win. They tied. <laughs> now, if you just said the Browns won't lose, then I would say give them the, give them the pick. But <laughs> because, and, and sadly, I've, I've seen some Browns fans comment on some articles, and they're like, whatever. We won our first home opener since 2014. Hey, does, it, does it count? Did Bud Light open the fridge? That's a really no. counts. Exactly. <laughs> that fridge is still shut. Yeah, that fridge hey. is still locked. They didn't win. Hey, it's not a loss. And for a team that had 16 of them last season, it's, a, it's an improvement. You got to say that. A lot better than the team that's just north of them. Anyways, I digress. Well, did, you, I, did you see Corey Coleman got picked up by the Patriots, by the way? No. So I think he'll be just fine. Take. Yeah. 
But uh, you know, seriously, Brown- I picture I picture that it's Bill Belichick going, Coleman. Did the bad man do bad things and say bad things to you? Come here, honey. Come here. Let me show you something. <laughs> Come here for a week, so then I can I can cut you too. But anyway, well, here's my question about this game. Is this is this the new normal for Roethlisberger? He starts the season like this. All the should he, will he, won't he retire talk starts, and then he just works it out. The the the, the deeper into the season they get. No, dude. He should have. He could have, and why the fuck didn't he? He's got to go, man. He's done. Yeah, because it wasn't like no Le'Veon Bell hurt them. James Conner came in and put up Le'Veon Bell numbers, so that part of their the offense was fine. Yeah, it's easy to put up those numbers when you got five quarters to do it in. Oh, that too. And Chris, I ain't letting you off the hook. I told you he wasn't coming. A, a person of that magnitude in this era? No, sir. Uh-uh, he is the shit, and he knows it, and he's not going to come out and risk it. Who, Bell? Yes. Bell ain't coming back till week 11. Dude, it ain't even, it's, and Earl, it ain't even about him not wanting to risk it. It's about him getting paid. This, this, this all has nothing to do with him about, I'm trying to save myself. Nope, it's about. How the wants, hell are you going to say He wants to get paid. paid. It's, it's, it's because that's what it's about. Pittsburgh okay. won't take Dude, the franchise tag off of him. Do you understand by him sitting out last game and any other game, he loses $850,000? Yeah, it's not about right now. It's about the Long future. Term. It's about the future. Trust me, he's playing this season because he has to play. If he plays six, if he plays six games, free agency is guaranteed. If he doesn't play at all... It's a it's a coin flip. It's a lot harder to get free agency if he doesn't play six games. But if you play six games, automatic free agency. And he's he's sick of having his franchise tag placed on him, and he's taking a stand. And I said that, and it is <laughs> no. But you're saying that it's about not wanting to get hurt. No, it's about getting paid. Paid if he comes season for the whole season for Pittsburgh. There's a huge chance that he could get hurt. He has to play the last part of the season so they can get paid. After the season, I totally agree. Told you he won't come and play for them under this franchise tag, and he ain't. Okay, you already. Okay, first goal pull move of the season, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but besides that, what what motivation does he have at this point? He's already had half his own line talk shit about him. Right. Well, that's all right because the the big thing about the game of it being tied and everything. The, the, as big as the game was, the biggest uh, the war was on Twitter and social media. Le'Veon Bell puts up on Twitter the the face with the monocle on it, like looking at it like, hmm, that's suspicious. And somebody said something about it being shady, and he goes, no, no shade. I just never seen a game in in a tie before. That was Le'Veon Bell's exact quote. What the fuck is it with football? Remember when Donovan McNabb was like, I didn't know a game could end in a tie. You're a professional football player. How the fuck do you not know this shit? I know games could end in tie, and I never played a down of any fucking level of football. What the fuck? Have you, because is there any other sport that can end in a tie? Yes, hockey. Real football, a.k.a. soccer. Doesn't hockey have a shootout? Now it does. We're growing up. Regular season games always ended in it. You got five-minute overtime. You only got one point for a tie. Yep. 
Then they went to every. Then both teams are awarded a point, and if you win in overtime, you get two points. And then after the lockout, they went to the shootout. So there has to be a winner now. So I mean, I what do you, what do you do if you're the NFL? It's so rare for a team to end in a tie that I, I think it's a non-issue. Well, but I'm college, sure can't end in, college football doesn't end in a tie ever. See, that's what I was going to say. I, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, no, you just do what they do in college. Well, it's not college football, right? There's quite a few rules that are in college football that aren't in professional. Period. End of story. College is college. Pro is pro. That's all there is to it. I mean, it's, I, I think since we've been doing this show, there's been two games that have ended in a tie. That's three seasons now. Yeah. Three football seasons. So but you're averaging man. less than one a year. Carlos Hyde, proven to be a good addition. I like Josh Gordon look good. Uh, I think uh, Jarvis Landry just picking up where he left off in Miami. Just give me the ball, please, and I'll make shit happen. I, I, yeah, I, no shit. I, yeah, I don't think Owen 16's on the table for Cleveland this year. No, no. And actually, I don't see and, and, it, and it can't be now. They'll have that dash one. Well, I, I don't see Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback for two. Either. Yeah, Baker will be playing. Baker Baker Mayfield will be the quarterback there by the end of the season. Well, it's funny because, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. I'm out of my drink, and I don't want to get up and fuck up the flow by going and getting another one. Um, I, I, I remember in Hard Knocks, they were like, no, no, Taylor's our starting quarterback. We have all the faith in it. And I'm like, oh, boy. If, if if I'm Baker, I'm like that's music to my ears. The back keep of talking. his jersey might as well just say placeholder. Yep, just just go ahead and keep talking that sweet sweet music because that just means that the first time it looks like it's getting out of hand or he even sniffs an injury, I'm going in. <laughs> now starting at quarterback number whatever placeholder. <laughs> All right, well we got the Chiefs and the Chargers next. Oh, the Chiefs are going to be oh. It's uh, it's there's going to be a bad bad team this year, and I mean bad like bad isn't good. Like we used to say thirty Fuck years you, ago. Mahomes. No, that's dude. By pour one out for Mahomes. <laughs> so, dude, Kareem Hunt over, or uh, excuse me, uh, Tariq Hill. Yeah, I haven't done another league seriously. Dude, that cat. He's a freak of nature, man. He is fast. Yeah, remember remember a couple drafts ago when it was all about Sammy Watkins? It yeah, was Sammy Watkins. He somehow ended up on one of my teams, too. <laughs> How you feel about that Kelsey pick, buddy? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Patrick, you have one of the best tight ends in the fucking National Football League. Throw him the ball more than once, shall you? Well, it, Earl, and they were up as much as they were. It was like, all right, just kill. Spencer Ware saw the ball more than Kareem Hunt did because it was just like, let's just kill clock. Let's just eat clock. We're ahead by enough. Now, the Chiefs the, the Chiefs are going to be a force to be reckoned with again. And yeah, I mean, yeah. That's all I really have to say. In am, am I the only one? Am Sorry. I the only one? Saw am I the only one that saw Tyreek Hill wearing like the number twenty three and being in Chicago? Anybody else see that? Did he remind you of Devin Hester? No. When he was to... running, when he was running those kickoffs back, man, he reminded me of Devin Hester. Something sick. He just did it in fast forward. Yeah, oh, dude, he's a freak of nature, man. 
I'm interested to see what his what his stats are going to be like at the end of the year. I'm interested because Patrick Mahomes is a very accurate, very mobile quarterback that can get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And they apparently already have a connection. <laughs> see, one of the interesting things about this game to me was the amount of quote-unquote experts saying don't sleep on the Chargers. And <clears throat> even though <clears throat> Kansas won by 10 points, this game was not that close. You take away the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, that Chargers defense, they need Joey Bosa, apparently, because otherwise, without him, they ain't shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got, you know, Phillip Rivers, what, over 400 yards? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, and I mean, obviously, they're coming from behind, so obviously he was on the, you know, the Pat Statford diet at that point. You know, you got to throw it. You have no choice. But still, I mean, uh, I I think, I'm not saying you sleep on the Chargers, but I think you can take a nap or two. You'll be all right. Yeah, they'll wake up about midseason. That's how the Chargers go. All right, on to the ugh, Cowboys-Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're, our suspicions were confirmed. The Cowboys are going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah, they are. They're in, they're in disarray. Hope they didn't lose Des Bryant's phone number because Dak needs somebody to throw the ball to. Here's the thing. It's not like Newton was tearing it up. Yeah, okay. You know, he he ran like he always does. But, I mean... That's what he did, though. That's what got him that Heisman. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it, once you run into a defense that can shut that down, it's night-night, baby. It's done. It's over with. Well, the, Carolina also has the same problem as Dallas. Who are you throwing the ball to? Devin Funches? <laughs> Come on, now. Get Des Bryant's <laughs> phone number from Jerry. What, you, you going you gonna to shit over uh, Christian McCaffrey there, their leading receiver? Well, he's a running back. He's not supposed to be their leading receiver. That's the That's problem. What I'm, and they're not running a Bill Walsh fucking, you know, 1980s 49ers West Coast offense. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's, I'm totally agreeing with you. It's, it's like the Panthers, once again, Madden comes into play. It's like the Panthers offensive playbook. Is how people who used to, who used to pick the lions when Barry Sanders was on the lions would use the would use them. They put Barry in the slot and throw to him constantly because no one covered him. <laughs> just throw to just throw to Barry, you'll get positive yards. But don't you want to you know like like bounce him you know, outside handoff maybe up to gut? No 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 just pass to him. You realize he's a running back though, right? Yeah yeah, but they never cover him. Just pass to him. <laughs> but that division is pretty much. <laughs> going to be Philadelphia's for the taking because the Giants yeah. look like they're going to be better but not playoff caliber the Cowboys Absolutely. look like a shit show the Redskins I don't need to see you play some teams that matter for the love of God Cam tone down the street clothes I love fuck that I love Cam Newton's street clothes it's one of the best parts of Sunday <laughs> you know what was the one year it looked like fucking Peter Pan one year it looked like Huggy Bear yeah, dude, I love Cam Newton's street clothes. It's entertaining. Cam Newton's street clothes. It sounds like a bad punk band. Yeah, Cam Newton's street clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Opening for me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Cam Newton's street clothes. Uh, what do we got left? We got what? Uh, Denver, Seattle next? Uh, Yeah, Seattle. Redskins, Cardinals game. Seattle, I mean, all I got to say about Seattle is that's a... Uh, that's a team that doesn't want to say the rebuild word, but what the fuck are they? What? What? That's what, just a bad team. What do they have? You guys skipped Redskins and Cardinals. We'll come back to it. 
it was on the same time. It's a four o'clock game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I think that was the uh, the AFC version of the uh, Bengals and the Colts. I think that I think that's the AFC equivalent to those teams this year. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just see the Seahawks and the Lions kind of having a, like a spiritual connection and the fact that it's like you're not we're not rebuilding but you damn sure ain't playing for a championship so what the fuck are you playing for and you both have you, both teams have quarterbacks that depending on who you ask are considered elite so i i, I think i think if you're in seattle you're going to be moaning just as much as as a lot of Lions fans in Detroit this season. That's what I took from that game. And I think, and I think my problem with Denver is I just do not view Case Keenum as a legitimate NFL quarterback. I just don't. I I had this. I had that. I had that with Jason Campbell like a decade or so ago. Like it's just like I'm not buying this guy as an NFL quarterback, and I'm just not with Case Keenum. Oh, that was me with uh. The Sanchez, yeah, Matt Sanchez, yeah. That was that was me. That was me with him too. I was like, ah, mm, I'm not buying it. Whatever, pretty boy, go take your modeling pictures. I, like, for, I uh, think GQ. last year Minnesota's defense and Minnesota's receiver core made Case Keenum look awesome. And I think Denver's defense is going to hold him up a little bit in Denver. But uh, I'm just first I'm not... of all, if if you're a good team, you don't win by three points at home to it, Seattle. Yeah, bottom line, that game. If, if Denver is a dominant team and is 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 contender this year that doesn't happen this period put it this way especially both of these teams are miles away from the uh from three years ago when they both were in the super bowl miles away especially when their star receiver gets injured in the first quarter thanks baldwin dick always tying it to the fantasy team (laughs) all right so let's backtrack for fucking Mr. Saltlick over here. Redskins Cardinals, say your piece. Well, I mean, Alan's, Alex Smith is just the godsend. He's, he's the man that Kansas City should have kept. Come on, it was the Cardinals. However, that being said, how you doing, AP? So showing a little bit of life there. Well, this is where I will throw your comment right back at you. It was the Cardinals. Are you serious? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fillet Pete, Adrian Peterson? Mr. 96 yards on 26 carries, 3.7 average. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In his 30s? In his we'll 30s, see. he almost has a 100-yard game. I was just about to say, hey, it's good for an old guy, and an Earl really actually does say it. Yeah. That's, that's fine. We'll see if he lasts 16 games doing that. We, 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 that's the test right there. Do that against the Rams defense. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. He can't. 100-yard rushing game and against the that's fucking impossible. So, anything else on the Cardinal skins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good year to be a football fan in Phoenix. And you, you got David <laughs> Ever. You got David Johnson. You got Larry Fitz. He's gonna break. Uh, I think he's gonna pass To this year. I think as long as he stays healthy. I think we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talked about that. <clears throat> Um, I can only really think of two seasons that's been good to be a Cardinals fan. It was yeah, Kurt what, Warner. 2000, yeah. 2008 when they went to the Super Bowl, and then what was it, 98 when they had uh, Jake Plummer and actually surprised some people that year. 
And then, you know, next year it was like, what, what Earl said earlier, we got tape on you now. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> that shit ain't going to work this year. But, so, all right, so the, Sunday night game. Oh, actually, the Sunday night game. <laughs> and actually a good game, sadly a game I was only capable of watching half of, and it wasn't the last half. Oh, so, boy, did you miss it. Yeah. Well, I, if you're in the NFC North, hey, guess what? They fixed the Bears. Man. Bears going Bears to be fine. I, I won't go all the way, but I, I, I will call them the Bears. I won't call them the toilet bowl. Man, the monster, uh, monster, singular, of the Midway. Raiders, you so got Bob Uecker. I guess they were thinking... I don't know what the hell they were thinking of trading Khalil Mack. They want to pay him. That's what they were thinking. I, I, you pay that man whatever he wants. Thinking, Did you see the way he came in and played? Hey, they had to pay all that money to Chucky. They had to make room for it somewhere. Oh, uh, but not with him. Dear God, dude. Oh, that, oh. Oh. Can you, oh. It, him against our defense? It's going to be awful. It's, you might as well just put in Matt Castle for both those games now. <laughs> Matt, you might as well just set the offense and say he stopped him three and out. <laughs> Jesus no, that, Christ. It's like, no, the sec- it's like the second coming to Ditka in Chicago. No, but Ditka the, versus a hurricane. Ditka by 12. Yeah. <laughs> but, but too, but the Bears offense, like, that is not the Bears offense from last year. No. No, they realized what they have in Jordan Howard. Uh, Trubisky, he's got his nuts. His balls dropped this year. He doesn't look like he's playing scared, you know. Except, you know, it, he got just the second half with the Bears. Is that was uh, he got psyched out? I mean, that was that was that that was Aaron Rodgers going, you know, hey, nice mustache, rook. I mean, that that, that was the the mental game. That, that was that was Trubisky getting schooled. And hey, there's a mental part of this game too, and you well, haven't you mastered it yet. You heard what uh, one of the coaches for the Vikings said about Aaron Rodgers. They said, you know, so he hurt his knee, and he goes, well, I mean, he walks on water, so I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I agree with Stephen A., man. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He's a $100 you know, million dollar man. I got to say this. I'm, I did not think. All those years, he was sitting on the bench, pulling splinters out of his ass, backing up Favre, that he was going to step in and erase the memory of Favre in a lot of Packer fans' minds. But I think gun to fucking Packers fans' heads, even the biggest Favre fan would say, give me Aaron Rodgers all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Because as it stands right now, they both have the same record in Super Bowls. They're one and one. Difference is, Rodgers doesn't have that, what the fuck, why did you turn it over just at this point? You know what I'm saying? That, that you know, Favre was just constantly gunslinging. Rodgers is not that guy. No, he is, I mean, it's old cliche, and we say it, we've said it tons of times on this show. He, he, he's, the, he's the ice water in the veins guy, man. Like, when, it, when, the, when the pressure's on, fuck, give me the ball, I got this. R E L A X. Relax. Now I did Got see that. I did see this. He sprained his knee in the game, and apparently he's already sat out a few practices this week. 
but I did see the the footage of the after game interview. Did you guys see this? No. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh my god, he was high as fuck. His eyes, he was so high, dude. I guarantee you, he was feeling no pain. Whatever they gave him for that knee, I want like fifteen of them. Yeah, they were. They probably they took him in that locker room, jammed full of cortisone and painkillers, and went. Hey, we just paid you hundred million guaranteed. You're finishing this game, motherfucker. <laughs> uh huh. Wait, think, which game? You think <laughs> you think our season's going to rest on Deshaun Kaiser? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Aaron went absolutely. I will finish this game. What inning is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do I need to hit a three pointer at yeah. the buzzer to, to, to tie it? <laughs> How many more outs till I'm up, Coach? I will. I, okay, this is this is a, 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 a forced segue, but I am going to say this: the fact that Ra- the Raiders were basically giving away Khalil Mack, and he went to Chicago for what Chicago gave up for him. And you have Matt Patricia, first-year head coach, from all reports, walked in, gave the whole team the Bill Belichick smackdown without the Bill Belichick sack to back it up. And that team hates him. Switched Mm -hmm. up the defensive scheme completely. Khalil Mack is the type of player that it doesn't matter the defensive scheme. You just Mm -hmm. let that motherfucker do what he's got to do. He's going to find you. And if... The rumor was out, okay, that he's up for trade. Why the fuck, Bob Quinn? Why the fuck? Why the fuck, uh, Grandma Ford didn't call Bob Quinn and go, "I'm on the phone with the Raiders. Why aren't you?" Yeah. Okay. Give them their their next year and the year after's first round pick, and we'll throw in a fucking bag of balls because if that's what if that's their asking price. He's worth two first-round picks. That's a future Hall of Famer, period. Unless you can find a phone, yeah. no sunglasses. This guy, this guy went to uh, Chicago like a week ago. Yeah, like didn't, a, even, didn't even have time to learn the scheme. Still learning. And, then, and when, he, when he played, he had two tackles, an assist, one sack, and an interception return for a touchdown. That's this guy on a brand-new team with less than a week of prep. And you have a head coach here in Detroit supposed to be a defensive genius. Why wouldn't you want one of the, if not the, best defensive player in the league at this moment on your team for a song? What are you saying? Look at, look at Bob Quinn's draft history and tell me they're going to get anything close to Khalil Mack with the next two dr- first-round draft picks. This is, this is a once-in-a-generation player. This is, and I tried to explain this to you, the monster of the midway. He is that guy. He is Ray Lewis. This generation's Ray Lewis. That's this guy. Yeah. Khalil Mack is so just a force. Well, well you opened up. It's, you opened it up, Rich. It's it's no seriously. I'm going to stay on Khalil Mack because it's. I don't want to dismiss him. He is that guy. He's the guy that when you see him in the middle, you have to scheme for him. There was. Back in the day, Mike Singletary, I did this last week, uh, Dick Buckus, Brian Erlacher, LT, Ray Lewis. These are linebackers that are in the middle of the field that you have to plan for. You can't just run an offense against this guy and hope that it doesn't come near him. You have to know 
that you, you basically have to distract him with a fucking raw steak. Here, look over here. Run the ball quick. Go that way. And and he did this. The stats he did this in a week's time prep. He did this against a just amazing team. He's, it wasn't against a nobody. It wasn't against a rookie. It wasn't against a second year quarterback. It was Aaron fucking Rodgers. He's a special and the Green player, Bay man. Packers. He's a special player. He is the fucking man on, uh, in the middle of the... Uh, uh, Patrick Willis in San Francisco is another one. You got to plan for these players. There, there's the, the week meeting, the, the, all the practice and team meetings, and then there's that special last meeting at the end for that player. <laughs> and now the Lions get to see him twice a year. Isn't that great? That that uh, let's get, let's get to it. Rich opened the door. Well, let's get into let's get, it. Hang on one second. Let's go to let's go to the Raiders first because he came from the Raiders. Oh you, you let him go because and Gruden's sitting there going, "Well, it's obvious he didn't want to be here. No, he wanted to get paid. You didn't want to pay him. And you think you're just the man, God's gift to coaching. Motherfucker got spanked by twenty points. You think you needed him, John? You think? Well. As a as a Tampa Bay Bucks fan for all these years, I can tell you Gruden just doesn't put the defense on the same level as he care. Or he doesn't care about defense on the same level he cares about offense. He is definitely a believer in superiority through firepower, and that's why the joke was he's down there collecting quarterbacks like baseball cards. That's why he didn't sweat losing. Brooks, Lynch, Sapp. I mean, just that, that everybody on that defense. He was like, eh, whatever. Now, what happened? He never won another playoff game. Yeah, he went from a Super Bowl to nada. You know? And this is, unfortunately, because I like Gruden as a person. I think he's amusing. I think he fit very well in the Monday Night Football booth. Unfortunately, I don't think he should have tried to make a comeback. Well, and I'm not I'm not basing that off of this just this one game. I'm basing it off of his, the way he views the sport of football versus where the sport of football is these days. What they do with Sean I, McDonough? I, what happened to him? He has one I, season and then they went, "Oh, Gruden went back. You're done. You're fired." <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> now it's Joe Tessitore. Now it's what Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten. Well, I, 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 I mean, <clears throat> first of all, you have what seven new head coaches this season. Yeah. None of them, none of them won their first game. Ofer, yeah. Um, Gruden doesn't have the excuse of being a first-time head coach. Mm-mm. Now you can say he's rusty, but that only goes so far. It's not like he hasn't been around the game of football. Yeah, I was to say it's not like he was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen a football game for seven years. No. You've still been heavily active in football. Well, in in the touch with Rich, you're right. He's an offensive-minded coach, and he can give a fuck less about defense. However, Khalil Mack is more than defense. I just got done having a five-minute excerpt about how he's more. Yes, I know, but you're also... If you want to talk about offense okay, and his offensive-mindedness, your your franchise quarterback went fifty percent, twenty nine for forty. 
Yeah, he threw for 300 yards and three interceptions, no is, touchdowns. Is that that new math? 29 for 40s, 50%? Damn near. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> close enough. That's the new math. It's close enough. Marshawn Lynch, your beast mode, only carried 11 times and then faked that he had a bellyache and he quit. Where's your offensive mindedness? Well, I mean, I, I, I said it last year. You know, I look, once again, Marshawn Lynch, entertaining guy, amusing guy. I like his attitude. I hear talk all that bullshit. I'm just about to, I'm just not about that talk, boss. I'm here about the game. I respect that. I think you're a little long in the tooth, homeboy. You ain't beast mode anymore. You're a little kitten mode. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and, and and your your uh, all pro wide receiver, Amari Cooper, gets one reception for nine yards. The one that you got from uh Green Bay, Jordy Nelson, only has three catches for 23 yards. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm going to tell, uh. tell you what, right the fuck now. Well, they can't throw the ball to themselves. That's well, the other I, part. I, Jared Cook well, got most of the volume. Well, I can tell you this right fucking now. Uh, Gruden don't give a fuck whose name's on the back of that fucking jersey when it comes to his receivers. That's why he had such a problem with Keyshawn Johnson. Gruden had no problem put Keenan McCardle in there. When he was only when he was running a set, he was only allowed one receiver, and Keyshawn would lose his fucking mind on the sidelines. That's what sparked that, that screaming at Gruden incident, you know, the infamous one, and that's what turned that whole team against Keyshawn Johnson. So if there's a bunch of egos in that receiving core who think because of my last name on the back of this jersey, I need to get the ball more. Uh, you got a, a very rude fucking awakening coming your way. And that's right. just all there is to it. And, and that's not really where I was going with it. I was going with it more of your, your star receivers aren't getting the ball. Your, your star running back can't run the ball. Everybody that has a different color jersey is catching the ball. And you gave away your fucking defense. Man, you're going about this coaching thing way wrong. Well, there's also the rumor swirling around that if... Uh, I can't see this is god damn it this is this is what we call bad prep in the business I can't remember exactly what it was but basically Raiders are saying we'll leave for Vegas earlier than we said we would we don't have a problem doing that yeah John already left John was like wait why are we in Oakland exactly that's what I'm saying so the, this, the bit before the game started was uh, Frank Caliendo was doing uh, a, a spinoff of uh, the Hangover, where they were still in Vegas. Well, and, I read a, I read an op-ed that was very convincing that basically said Gruden is coaching to get to Vegas. Oh, Johnny Vegas, he's going to change his name. So, if that's the case, and that's his men- that's his mentality. Um, knowing Gruden, Carr could be gone by the time they get to Vegas. I can tell you right now. Lynch and Muscle, Muscle Hamster ain't going to be there. Mari Cooper, Jordy Nelson, depending on how, 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 much, how many blows their egos can take, they might not be there. This, this might be a completely Grudenized team by the time they have their first year in Vegas. It's all a long con for Johnny to get to the legal whores. <laughs> and, and you know what, though? As, as fucked up as that sounds, that would be a great explanation for that game. However, all of that said, the other side of the fucking field with the Rams, uh, 
to quote the coach of the former car- coach of the Cardinals, they are who we thought they were. Holy hell! We're looking. Yeah, the Rams. I think we're looking at the team coming out of the the NFC. I think it's going to be the Rams and Minnesota in the title game. Todd Gurley, you running bastard! No, I said. See, I was going to say that for all the shit we're sitting here talking about the Raiders. That's not to take anything away from the Rams because the Rams went out there and did exactly what the fuck they were supposed to do, and they did it yeah, with authority. Yeah, that that beefed up defense is nothing to fuck around with. I mean, no. they they're just mean. Let me. This is my prediction right now. If the the Rams make it to the Super Bowl, the way they've built that team, that defense, they brought in Tlaib, they brought in Sue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're going to see since this is such a fucking copycat league, you're going to see that in other teams. You're going to see teams trading away their future to bring in. Guys that they think will win right now. Whereas there's still that mentality with a lot of teams of build through the draft, a.k.a. the New England way. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I'm calling it right now. If the, if the Rams get to the Super Bowl, you're going to see the, the mid to lower tier teams try to bite off their fucking way of doing it. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you mentioned Tlaib and Sue, but they also uh, re-signed... Uh, Donald, the other defensive tackle, the defensive player of the year last year. They also mm-hmm. brought in Marcus Peters from Kansas City for a that, corner. That's who else I was. I I, I forgetting the other corner they brought in. Yeah, I, I mean it. That they are bad. They're yeah, just, defense, they look at you go. Please snap the ball, please. Yeah, their defense on paper is just like it's like a it's like a who's who of future Hall of Famers. It is, and then they back it up. That seriously, they're just sitting there going, "I double dare you to snap the ball." Well, I mean, I, and dude, Gurley continues to be Gurley, and I mean, Goff, I, I, he had a good game, but it's not like he played out of his mind. I mean, so right. wait till he gets midseason form, and I, I mean, he has that defense. But dude, he could be, he could be game. one of these guys that we've talked about before. Game manager. Hey, man, fuck it. If it wins you a ring, that ring shines just as bright for the game manager as it does for Tom fucking Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Trent Dilfer has one. I'm, I'm only going to say this once because I said it a whole bunch last year. Steve Fisher, I hope you're enjoying fishing. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Don't ever. Jeff Fisher, whatever the fuck. What's the Wolverines is. coach have to do with this? Right. <laughs> Jeff Fisher. Don't ever show your face near a football camera anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. You're not allowed <laughs> to play football anymore. Or coach. All right. Well. All right. Enough. Okay, we've dodged it we've dodged it long enough, I guess. It's time to talk about the Monday Night Massacre. Oh. Uh, as as the non fan as the non fan, let me a non Lions fan on the show. Let me get what I got to say out because it'll be a, a very brief, I'm assuming, compared to you two. Um one, this is fucking embarrassing to this fucking franchise to come out on national TV and get fucking ass fucked so deep that when they nutted, they fucking coated your tonsils by the Jets with a rookie quarterback who, what is it with the Lions making these rookie quarterbacks look like fucking the next, the next GOAT? Now playing quarterback for the New York Jets, number 12, Jay Christ. It's, it's pretty much what happened on Monday. Uh, 
I just I did not have the pleasure of watching the game. I had the displeasure of listening to Dan Miller and Lomas Brown, who my God, my God. Lomas, that's all I'm gonna say about Lomas, Lomas Brown as a color guy. Yes. Is and it, 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 is it Magic Johnson bad? It's bad. Yes. <laughs> I have to, um to be entertained. Uh Lomas Brown said four separate times through that entire game. This is a gut play right here for the Lions. This isn't going to win in the game, but they got to step up and save face. This is gut check time. Four times, which means if that, if that former player is sitting in that fucking booth saying that, then you know if that team gives a single fuck about their season, that the same has to be being said on the sidelines. And every single time, they shot themselves in the foot. This is not a team that looks like they're playing for their head coach. All the reports out of Allen Park is this team hates their head coach. Matt Patricia looked like a deer in headlights at times. And his comments after the game left me just shaking my head, talking about, you know, the good things. And I'm like, good things? Bro, you just got butt-fucked on national television. Not even the late game. The first game, the one that gets more viewers than any other fucking game. And the fact that the stands on the radio in the fourth quarter, I couldn't hear anyone cheering for the Lions, but I heard J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 J-E-T-S. was embarrassing as a Detroit football fan. In our house, they got that cheer off twice audibly on national television. I'm embarrassed about that. And according to... uh, uh, Dan Dickerson and Lomas Brown, it was a total of somewhere between like 400 and 500 Jets fans. Yeah. Were that loud. Well, the thing too is it was so empty. It, it, it was so empty that all of the Jets fans in the building had all moved down into the lower bowl behind the, the Jets bench. <laughs> it was so empty the ushers left even. Yeah. That's what, like, that was just an embarrassing moment as a fan. Like, God damn. Like, uh, so that's. Now that is that is my assessment of the Lions. I'm not even going to sit here and give the, the the Jets the satisfaction of assessing their game because this wasn't the Jets winning this game. This was the Lions being the Lions and handing this game to the Jets. The only thing I will say is the story that come out is that a few players on the Jets said we knew. I think it was. Uh, Oh shit! I'm trying to scan the article real quick. Anyways, it was uh, their defensive. A few of their defensive players came out and said, "We knew the plays they were running before they fucking ran them. We were yelling out the play as they were getting to the line." If that's the truth, that's a big fucking problem. Yeah, because this isn't even a division opponent. Mm-hmm. This is someone you see once every couple fucking year, or once every fuck couple, once every few years. They're not even in the same conference. And if they know your offense like that, gentlemen, as Lions fans, next time I see you in person, I, first round's on me. Y'all go and need it. If this is the product that is going to be on the field for the next 15 games, my prediction back in April was 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm going 0-16, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. You're not going to win a football game against any team in this league. I, looking at their schedule, let's look at their schedule, shall we? Uh, where is it? I had it up earlier. Uh, here we go. All right, so who's next? New England. Or, I'm sorry, San Francisco. 
at their house. Then we got New England. Then Dallas. I mean, from what I'm seeing, we're starting 0-3. We'll get to 1-3. Maybe we got Green Bay, so we're 1-4. Uh, stand by. Fuck. I just clicked on something I didn't mean to click on. God damn it. All right. So, yeah. Out of the Packers, we have the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, Dolphins probably beat you if we're just going by week one. Seahawks probably beat you. Vikings lost, Bears lost, Panthers lost, Bears lost, Rams lost, Cardinals maybe a win. But, the Bills flip a coin. Quite honestly, Vikings Packers. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you win four games if you play how you did on Monday. I mean, that was just awful. And the offensive line, Stafford's going to be injured this year. He was getting his ass kicked. Stafford was getting his fucking ass kicked. We still don't have anybody that can run the ball. Uh, we need another receiver. I mean, Golden Tate's good in the slot. But other than that, I mean, who else do we got? We got Marvin Jones and, and maybe and Kenny Galladay. Who's, gonna, who's our tight end? Ebron's gone. I never thought it'd be like, hey, can we get Ebron back? I mean, it was, it's just awful. We're a professional football team. Get the fuck out of here. It's really all I have to say. Like... I am not impressed, and good fucking luck. It's going to be a long season. It's your turn, Earl. I'm not going to drag it out like I did in social media or to you guys. Flat out, I'm fucking done. I, I have followed the Lions uh, literally for 40 years. I'm 40 years old as of yesterday. Uh, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Uh, they were my team because I was from Detroit. They were my team because they were the underdog. They were my team because nobody believed in them. Unfortunately, they took that role to heart. No matter what they do in Detroit, the Lions will never climb out of the cellar. They will do exactly what people said they are. You're a loser. That's what you're going to do. You're going to lose. And then they sit there and they take it and they prove them right. They never have a killer instinct. They never have that fuck you, I'm going to go to the top and you can't stop me. You want some, come get some attitude. That is who I am. That is a team I want to identify with. Lions will never have it, no matter what the hell they do. They have proven it time and time and time and time again. This this year, okay, last year they should have went 14-2. and two. They should have. They had the fucking schedule to do it, and they didn't. They found a way to do what the Lions fucking do. This year, they brought in everything Patriot, the dynasty that is Patriot, and they rebel against it. They say, you're too hard. You're like Bobby Knight. You come at us and make us work. You're multi-fucking-millionaires. Work. Do a little extra. Go the extra mile. No. They want to rebel and say, no, we ain't going to do what you tell me. Think Vince Wilford whined? Oh, I'm sure he did, and they said, you want to go home? Think Teddy Bruschi whined? They will never ever be a Super Bowl champion in Detroit, ever. You can't change that mentality. They have to change it. Matt Patricia came in with, quote, the Patriot way, and everybody was like, well, we ain't the Patriots, and we don't want to be. You don't want to have a dynasty where you win multiple championships. Goddamn right Get the fuck out of here. That game started, and I stood up screaming. The very first play, Sam Darnold throws the pass. Oh, I'm going to go to the air right away and get him. What do we do? Intercept it for pick six. I was screaming, 
here we fucking go. They didn't tip their hand in the preseason. Look at what they're going to do now. And then the Lions happen. They did what they always fucking do. They find a way to fuck it up. They find a way to just go out and do them. Matt Castle came into the game only through six pass attempts. Six. It's all he threw. One of those six was intercepted. Matt Castle, 75 years old. Matt Stafford, the franchise, the guy you paid all of this fucking money to, threw 46 attempted passes. Only completed 27. Didn't even break 300 yards. Got one TD and four interceptions. To the fucking Jets. Didn't we have a moratorium on this team before? Are you kidding me? Sam Darnold. Moratorium's lifted now, buddy. (laughs) Sam Darnold-led Jets. Fuck you like this at your home field. And you just sit there and go, yeah, that happened. (laughs) No, Beavis and Butthead, you're fucking done. I'm done. As far as I am concerned, I am teamless. I am just going to vote for great games. Are you near the Chiefs? Are you never getting here? I will find a team that I identify with, and that will be my team. Not because I'm from the fucking city, but because I identify with the fucking mentality of, I'm going to go out there and give it my best. If it's not good enough, I'm going to go practice and try harder. Not go, there's a way to win. Run the other way. The fuck? Hey, defensive-minded coach. 48 points. You got you let by your first week, defensive-minded coach. Forty-eight points. Hey, I am by no means letting Matt Patricia off. I told you in the preseason and the offseason, ever since he got named, do something, do something different than Detroit does. Nope, same fucking Detroit way. I'm not picking up anybody that's going to help this team in free agency. Why? Why not? Well, I'm going to go get my my <sighs> former favorite running back. The the Lombardi Trophy himself, Blunt, who can't run to save his life because we don't have an offensive line. Yeah, and here's here's here is something that that <clears throat> I think is getting overlooked. They have dumped a lot of resources into that offensive line, and there's no dividends. It is Dude, not Matt Stafford off. has six yards rushing. Legarrette Blunt is negative three for that game. Get the fuck out of here! No, I'm, I, dude, I'm right there. I'm right there with. You. And Matt Stafford's six yards rushing were him running away from people. That's was right. running for his life. Yes, <laughs> he was screaming. You could hear him screaming over the Jets' chant. Like that was the one thing that I, uh, one thing that was noticeable in that game was how much he was getting his ass kicked. I'm like, I just had the thought, like he's not gonna make it through this season. He's gonna get. He's gonna get injured. A third, do like halfway through, if this offensive line doesn't start doing their fucking job, because they're, they're the fucking they were five and eleven last year. You're telling me they got that much better? Like, either they got that much better, or we got that much worse. Yes. <laughs> well, guys, like, I, I mean, am I the only one that remembers? You know, all this, all Riley Reef <clears throat> and all these, you know, off. Oh, we're gonna get some an offensive line, you know, Taylor Decker. You know, we're going to get guys that are going to protect our quarterback and be able to block so he's got time to pass. We're going to be able to block for, you know, a running backs, get a running game going here. Uh, we're going to bring in Frank Ragnow. We're going to do we're going to do all this good Lang. shit. And it's, that's your offensive line? That's your offensive line. Seriously. I mean, it did. Dude, now don't get me wrong. All right. I think if they, if, and if, 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 if they're ice skating in hell. 
and the Lions somehow rip off 15 in a row and go 15 and one, I know that your ass will be right back on that bandwagon. But I can't blame you for the way you feel. And the reason I, I say that is because this is the poorest run professional sports franchise that hasn't folded or moved I've ever seen in my life. I will never jump back on the Detroit bandwagon. Oh, no, you know, you can't, can't say, never say never. No, I will never. I, I, was, I, I, will, I will, Earl, I'll defend you in this way. Okay, 1957 was the last time they won a championship. They've won one playoff game since 1957. They are a charter member of the NFC. They're a charter member of the NFC. They were around before the Super Bowl. They've never even went to one. Look at who else hasn't went to the Super Bowl along the company they keep. And you have to go, what the fuck is going on? And all I can think, all I can honestly think is that it is a top-down problem. The Fords do not care about winning. As long as they have asses in the seats and they sell their merchandise and your Super Bowl is in April during the draft and all the hype and all the bullshit and every couple of years they get a new head coach or a new GM and all the hype and all the bullshit start, it, it, it just it, you get back, you're the hamster on the wheel. You Lions fans are that. You just get back on for them. Yep. Instead, of, instead, of, instead of kicking up wood chips, though, you're kicking out cash to them. They, they don't give they, a fuck about winning. They, Detroit Lions could win the next five Super Bowls. I won't be on their bandwagon. I will smile I, and, and then sit back and look at it and go, damn, they proved me wrong. I'm so happy about it. But I will never be back on the bandwagon going, oh, look at my boys in blue and I'll never do it. They they have proven to me one too many times that I can't I can't do it. They're they're not going to do what needs to be done. No matter who's there, who's the best running back is, who's the best receiver, who's the best lineman, who's the best quarterback, they don't give a fuck. They don't want to win. Under no circumstances do they want to go to a fucking Super Bowl and win that trophy. Well, one of the things I kept hearing t- today on local sports talk was you get rid of a coach that the players liked. You get rid of a, you rid of a coach with a winning record, by the way. And who who does who does Bob Quinn bring in and hire? His boy, his boy from New England. Okay, great, wonderful. He comes in. You can't. You, you go from a coach who is actually getting results, maybe not as deep into the playoffs as you want. And yes, Caldwell had his issues. Speaking of a deer in headlights, that was Chris's profile picture for a while. Yeah. All right. I mean, I am not trying to sit here and rewrite history and say that Caldwell was some sort of, you know, guru that the Lions fucked up by getting rid of. But the problem is, is that you brought a coach in who, after game three of the preseason, started throwing around terms, walking up to the line of saying, this is going to take a few years because we're in a rebuild mode. You have a franchise quarterback. What what team has a franchise quarterback that's in rebuild mode right now. Mm. Crickets. The Lions. That's who. And they're perpetually in rebuild mode. Yeah. I'm just not buying it. You know, they're going to try to sell rebuild. They're going to try to sell we'll build the Patriot. No, you won't. Because they don't want to win. Not in Detroit, they don't. They never have. They never will. Prove me wrong, please. 
in my lifetime, let me see the Honolulu Blue hoist that trophy one time. Prove me wrong. I dare you. You won't. But I can't sit here and be that loyal. We're going to do it this time. We're going to do it this and and just get proved wrong all the damn time. Because you don't want it. It sickens me. It physically sickens me to have to sit here and watch it. Here's the thing. This is why this is why I wanted to hear what you had to say because I yes, like I've already stated what I think, but whatever. You say you'll never hop on the bandwagon again. Good, great. I, mean, I don't want to debate that. But I know and have heard a lot of people who spend a lot of money on Lions merch, on tickets, on whatever the fuck. Who are just like over the last 3-4 years are just like I'm I, I can't do it anymore and they don't. And my question is is this a team that's really building a young fan base that's going to take over and keep that money flowing towards the Fords? No, that no, I, dog I shit think, product. I, I think, honest, Detroit's going to team. Because every fan that I know that is any kind of a fan of, of NFL football is like, I can't do it with the Lions anymore. They're just all the way from down. That's what I was screaming. And, and, Chris was like, we're not going to pick up everybody else's trash. There was players out there that have proven in this first week that they are our players that was ready for us to grab. And we just, for whatever reason, did the Lions thing and didn't grab them. In the, in the draft, we didn't grab them. In free agency, we didn't grab them. In the tr- trade, laid, trade deadline, mark my words, we're not grabbing them. It was a point about the third quarter where I was like, eh, maybe we should have grabbed some of those free agents. <laughs> so there, there's your I told you so, Iceman. Well, you well know, but it, it, I, it, I, the I whole think... Lions team, the whole Lions organization is I told you so. The whole Lions organization is Iceman. I called it, everyone. The fucking Lions fucked it up again. Duh. If you're going to bet, which is so legal here in this country now, bet that the Lions are going to do the Lions. It's kind of like Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac, whereas Buddy Boca's like, that's why I love you, man, because you're always going to do you. And, he, and Bernie looks at him and goes, is that a good thing? Just you, baby. That's the Lions. You're always going to do the Lions. That's actually, a, that's actually a pretty fucking apt way to describe that. I, I I know exactly what you, the 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 character in the movie you're talking about, and I'm like, yep. Because I'm going to tell you what, there's one way. If you're a Lions fan listening to this podcast, there's one way that you may have to 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 get this nonsense off of your fucking television on Sundays. Don't buy tickets to the games. Don't buy merchandise. Whatever you do, I don't even know how they track ratings anymore. Never admit to anybody that's, that's, that's got a piece of paper and a pen in their hand that you watch Lions games. Yeah. Make it look, make that stadium, because they got rid of the blackout rule. Make that fucking stadium look like the 49er stadium did the beginning of last season. Just rows and rows and rows and big, huge patches of blue seats empty. Hit the Fords in their pocketbook, because I don't think there's any other way this is ever going to change. As long as you keep going and handing them your fucking money, this is going to keep happening. I truly, honestly believe that. I, 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 I don't know any other way to, to explain how you have a franchise like this. I, Mike Illich, when he bought the Tigers, pulled his hair out until 2006 trying to figure out a way 
to get someone in there to get them to win. He was willing to spend money. He was willing to take risk on free agents. He did that. The Red Wings, he went out and got the best coach the game of hockey's ever seen. Let him completely rebuild that team from the top down. Or, excuse me, tear that team from the top down and then rebuild it from the ground up. What do the Fords do? <laughs> Cash checks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the season tickets. There was four or five people I heard calling the radio today said, I, against my better judgment, against the fucking t- complete debacle that was last season and the collapse of last season, I re-upped my season tickets. I've already sold them off to somebody else. I'm not, I, I'm not going to games. I'm not paying the parking. I'm not paying for the fucking concessions. I'm not supporting this product. And it, it may sound like a bitch move, but that's how you get change. Hit them in the pocketbook. Based that's on it. Monday, it, it shouldn't be supported. Well, I'm just saying, man, I'm the biggest fucking homer for the Lions I know. When they were 0-16, I, I went the distance with them every fucking game from kickoff to the end whistle. I'm the biggest homer I know for the Lions, and I can't do it. I just can't. You're never, ever going to change. Well, And it is a top-down thing because it didn't matter who you brought in. didn't matter who your GMs were. didn't matter who your head coaches were. You always have done the same thing. Always. You never pick the right free agents when they come up available. You never pay the price for the for the good talent to come here and get going and get a run. All the other teams in the league, every one of them, pick up the free agents, make a run for the playoffs. A couple of them are first round fodder, but then they come back and at least win one playoff game at some point. Well, I mean, I think you got to you got to start literally with the GM and the drafts he's had. Because this was supposed to be, you know, here comes Bob Quinn. They're going to draft the Patriot way. They're going to find the diamonds in the rough. They're going to know when to cut bait with guys whose, whose time has come and gone before they are over the hill and before they get that contract. They're going to know the guys who are up and coming, the guys who are steals. Where is all that? Where, I don't see it in the running game. I don't see it in the receiving core. Damn sure don't see it on that fucking offensive line. But that's what I'm saying, man. Their their big signing, the the biggest signing was Legarrette Blunt, and he's supposed to solve your running issues and get you the third and short. The motherfucker had negative three for the yeah. entire game. He's not every down back. Your quarterback had plus six. Your big megastar signing, Legarrette Blunt, running back, had negative three. Yeah, but dude, I got to back up Chris on this. We told you the minute the signing happened. He's not an every down back. He's a third. He's a third down specialist. He's a goal line third down specialist. That's what he was brought in to do. At this point, Rich, he's a fucking has been. Negative three. You said it, not me. Pl- playing for the Lions is like a. Uh, I, being a football player playing for the Lions is like being a band that plays for that plays at the state fair. You are either on your way up. It's the biggest thing you're ever going to do. Or you're on your way down. Like that's pretty much why you're why you're on the Lions. You're on your way somewhere. It's the biggest thing you're ever gonna do. Or you've had your day, and this is now you know on your road to retirement. You know we were on Cliff. Av- we were we were on the way up for Cliff Averill. We were on the way down for Reggie Bush. You know, and then for guys like I don't know Gosder Cherilis, this was it. This is the best you were ever doing. And it's been that way our whole fucking lives. Uh, Whitehead, linebacker Whitehead, did you see him this week? 
bad, bad man. Still doing great things as a linebacker. Where was he for us? On his way up. You know, Sue's going to end up winning a Super Bowl in L.A. Mm -hmm. Truth. So, all that being said, let's make the picks this week. All right. Tired of living in the past. (laughs) Talk about old shit. (laughs) All right. So, the rich get richer. Guess who's in first? You'll never fucking guess. Well, it isn't the rich. <laughs> no, it is you, sir. You are in first. You are 13-6-1 and one with a 650 winning percentage. Rich and I tied in second at 11-8-1 with a 550 winning percentage. So, ice, as the customary rules go, you get to pick the order in which we pick. I'll, I'll put it back the way it should be. Chris, Rich, me. All right. So, first up, Thursday night game. Baltimore, heading into Cincinnati. Yuck. (laughs) Even after what we saw in week one, I still don't like this game. Uh, Give me the home team. Cincinnati's at least got an offense to speak of. Baltimore's got Joe Flacco. The end. (laughs) Yeah, give me the Bengals. Uh, give me the team that calls Baltimore home. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, you're going to be by yourself there, Chris. Give me the Ravens. Uh, you said it w- when it happened. Bengals don't have anything to cheer about. I mean, they don't have anything that excites me. You're saying they have an offense. Well, I mean, the Ravens I, have something. They scored 48 points. So I, I can name three players in the Bengals' offense. I can name you Joe Flacco, Michael Crabtree, John Brown. Ooh, nice receiver core. Okay, I'm just saying, 48 points. Yeah, it on the running backs. But anyway, uh, next game, uh, it's 1 o'clock slate, starting at the top, Carolina. Atlanta, another divisional game for the NFC South. Uh, give me Atlanta. I mean, Carolina struggled to beat Dallas, and Rich was talking about it after Cam Newton. What you got? Atlanta's got Julio. Uh, they have uh, Mohamed Sanu. They have Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, and they got Matty Ice at the head of the whole thing. Give me the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons, but it, this is literally one of my infamous. The only reason is because they're at home. I, I I don't think either of these teams are anything to write home about. I, I'm going to take the island on this one. Give me the Panthers. The Falcons were a shit show that last week, and I knew they would be. And I don't. They might get better this week. But I, I got to go with Mr. Showoff and Cam. So give me Panthers until I can anymore. All right, next up, more division action. Minnesota at Green Bay. Oh, you can't pick against Mr. Rogers in his own house. Give me the Packers. Oof. This is rough. I want to know how bad that knee is. That's what I want to know. I want to know the closest drugstore to Lambo. 
<laughs> Don't believe me. If, it, if that's the case, that's Wisconsin. Those cheeseheads will be throwing fucking hillbilly heroin from yeah. the stands. Uh, give me the Packers. Nah. Nah, give me the Vikings. I, I, I like Aaron. He's a bad man and all that good shit. But first of all, he's injured. And even if he isn't injured, he's hurt. Second of all, the Green Bay defense is not the defense of old. Clay Matthews is off the juice. Hawk is no longer there. That place, that, that defense can't really do what it used to do. And it damn sure isn't re- ready for uh, offense like the Vikings. However, the Vikings defense stacked, ready to cut tax. They're, they're done. No, Vikings. Next up, Houston at Tennessee. Ugh. Uh, give me Houston. I, I think the, uh, I think all in all, they're a better football team than Tennessee. Don't give a fuck if Tennessee's at home. Yeah. Give me the Texans. The former... <laughs> The former Houston team versus the current Houston team. It's true. Uh, yeah, give me Houston. Yeah, give me Houston, too. The Wait, heck. The former or the now? I'm the now, the Texans. <laughs> Next up. Yeah, Texans. The... Oh 0-1 Cleveland Browns heading to New Orleans to play the Saints. Sorry, you're gonna be 0-1-1, Cleveland. Give me the Saints. Yeah, I don't think the Saints are, are very happy about being embarrassed by the Buccaneers. And the Browns look like the team that they're like, yep. <laughs> we can take it out on them. Give me the Saints. This is scary. The Browns went toe-to-toe with the Steelers. Yeah, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell, but they did have Connor, as well stated by Chris. And they held their own. This is... You know what? Because I can. Give me the Browns. Getting in on the dog pound action. Well, I mean, it just... They went toe-to-toe with the Steelers and tied. The Steelers are way better than the Saints. Both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball, the Steelers are way better than the Saints. Next up, Miami heading to New York to play the Jets. 40 years ago, this has been an awesome game. (laughs) This year, not so much. Uh, You know what? Give me the Jets. I'm believing the kid. Why the fuck not? Moratorium over. Picking the Jets. Yeah, I'm going Jets too. They beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> it's not hard to win in there, though. But it's damn sure hard for the Dolphins to win. Meh. Give me the Jets. The Chiefs at Pittsburgh. A playoff game already? 
Give me the Chiefs. I mean, they either did Pittsburgh's at Heinz Field. Uh, but for some reason, Ben at home, not so great. But again, two younger, just the Chiefs. I really like that offense. Pittsburgh, uh, you're on, you're only on two out of three cylinders on offense. I mean, yeah, Connor gave you Le'Veon Bell numbers against the Browns, but let's see against Kansas City. So give me the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Chiefs, and just a fair warning, don't fucking kick it to, to Tyreek Hill. Are you on crack? Yeah, I'm sure they, they, sure they get they get that memo. I'm sure Andy Reid's sure. jotting it down right now. They didn't last week. Or not Andy Reid, uh, Mike Tom. Just nothing but squib kicks all game from the Steelers? Yeah. Kick it out of bounds and just let him start on the 40. All right, Rich. Ooh, next up. The chance heading down to Raymond James to take on Fitzmagic and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Give me fucking Philly. I mean, come on. Is this a debate? Not only is Philly going to win, Philly's going to hold down Fitzpatrick and shave that beard off him. All right. <laughs> Get his socks. <laughs> Get his socks. Yeah. <laughs> He's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the bet to be Nick Foles' hair to Fitzpatrick's beard. But if you put them together on one person, that'd be a glorious head and face of hair. <laughs> Dude, you put them together on you put them together on one person, you get Chewbacca. Chewbacca's got good hair. Uh, got Indian in his family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nick Foles and the Eagles didn't look well. They didn't look good. Fitzpatrick looked comfy as a mofo. Please tell me, oh Lord, that he's going to pick the Buccaneers so I can laugh my balls off next week. Go ahead, do it. Why am I letting you talk me out of this? <laughs> do it. Do what you feel, man. No, Deshaun Jackson's injured. That was his big score last yeah, game. Since 10 years ago, we'd be in trouble. You didn't see last game. That cat was playing like it was 10 years ago. He's boomer bust. That's his problem. Eagles. Uh, The Colts at the Redskins. 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 Not the Colts. I tried to tell you. Get Russ. <laughs> Talk to me in half a season from now. Uh, the Cardinals heading to L.A. to play the Rams. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be bad. Give me the Rams. Yeah, that defense. Mm-mm. You know, Rams. Oh, yeah, Rams. Rams? Yeah, Rams. But fuck of the week right there. Oh, because Detroit's heading to San Francisco. Perfected butt fucking. And they're going to do it with the Lions. They're at home. It's, yeah, the Lions. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Give me the San Francisco. Yeah, I've seen absolutely nothing from the Lions preseason or week one to believe that they have any shot 
on top of the fact that they're a horrible team traveling west. So give me the 49ers. I'm going to say it like this. The 49ers have kind of a defense, somewhat of a defense. They have somewhat of an offense. And the Lions have a good defense and a better offense. So the 49ers? (laughs) It's the Lions. They will find a way to lose this game. If nothing else, they hate their coach. They don't want him there, so they're not going to win for him. 49ers. Real quick, yes or no answer from both of you guys if you want. Is there any possible way for Matt Patricia to win this team over at, at any point this season? No. Start winning. No. Show, no. show him there's a method to your madness. That- he, he can't win. That's That was very apparent first week. They hate this coach. They will not play for him. Five interceptions. No. All right. You have an amazing defense with two very, very good corners that led in 38 points from Sam Darnold after intercepting the very first play of the game. No, no, they are not going to turn around for him. He came in with the fists of thunder and we're going to work harder. We're going to push harder in the offseason. We're going to do the Patriot way. And people were like, fuck you. Go. Move. You're blocking the TV. Chucky taking his show to Mile High Stadium in Denver. Uh, yeah, give me the Broncos. Yeah, I once again see nothing from the Raiders to convince me that they're going to win. Broncos. The Raiders have Carr. The Raiders have Amari Cooper. They have Beast Mode. They have a stellar... No, they traded their defense. They have John Gruden as a coach. And for all the reasons listed above, give me the Broncos. Like you forgot muscle hamster. No, I didn't. They did. Give me the Broncos. <laughs> Pat's heading down to the swamp. Actually, no. Aren't they heading down to the panhandle? Mm. The redneck, redneck Riviera. Yeah. Taking on... Uh, the Jaguars. Mm. Uh, so, uh, uh, any game where Tom Brady's starting, I favor him in. So give me the pass. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking to have a big fantasy week. Go ahead, give me them pass. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> mmm. No, give me the Jags. Tom Brady only scored 27 points against Houston, and the Jags have a way better defense than the Texans. It's not going to be a Gronk week. You might want to sit him. Thank you, O prognosticator. The night game. The Giants at Dallas. A couple years ago, this is a great game. This year, not so much. I think the Giants are getting their first W because Dallas is a pile of hot garbage. Give me the Giants. A lot of meh. You think Elliot's going to look at Barkley and go, I remember when I was that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the Giants. The Cowboys are, are a ship that is almost sunk, but the Giants are sunk. 
Give me the Cowboys. Slim margin, but they're going to win. Just chugging gallons of haterade for the G-Men. They're not ready. Okay. They're the Detroit Lions of the 1990s. They got Barry Sanders. Woo-hoo. And? Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, well, one more pick. Uh, Michigan is taking on... Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. Two more picks. Oh, shit. Monday night game. Monday night game. Durr. Uh, Seattle heading to Soldier Field. Taking on the Bears, who are going to whip the ass of the Seahawks if they play like they played against Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Give me the Bears. The Bears are going to beat the Seahawks so bad. This might kick off a second wave of grunge where the musicians get depressed and overdose on heroin and kill themselves. (laughs) Bears. Uh, Yeah, definitely give me the Monsters of the Midway. He has a few weeks under his belt now to study and get ready. Not for nothing, but Wilson needs to find a hole and hide. What? What's wrong with Sierra? What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's what's better, how corny the joke was, or he didn't get it. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't get it. Okay. He's married to Sierra. Oh. He said he needed to find a hole. Should I draw you a picture? Cricket. Yeah. All right. He's been he's been married twice, so according to marriage night tradition, I can assume he's had sex safely <laughs> he's twice. Twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, state undefeated against the bye. That will continue. SMU heading to the big house. Oh God! I get the hiccups right at the end. Oh. It's going to be bad. Poor, like I said earlier, poor SMU. They got trucked by TCU last week. And this week, it's going to continue. Give me the Wolverines. You have no faith in the Pony Express? Fuck no, this ain't the 80s. <laughs> Eric Dickerson ain't walking through that door anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, give me Michigan. Hey, it could be Appalachian State time. You never know. Nah, give me U of M. All right. God damn it. Picks are in. I have the hiccups. So we just, we got trapdoor out of this show. Cause was- I just want to say real quick, uh, Dark Raven, Jesus Christ, just continuing where he left off last season. Hey, Kamara. Good Lord. Hey, anyone who had Kamara. If you had Kamara or Tyree kill this week, you won pretty much. Yeah. They both put up north of 40 fantasy points. I'm fully prepared to get my ass whooped by Rich. (laughs) Bell, you're fucking me over, buddy. Let's go. Let's get to camp. (laughs) Not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, anyways, hit us up on the Twitter at Sporty Podcast. Email the show, Podcast at ChristopherMedia.net. If you're new, hope you enjoyed the show. Tell a friend if you liked it. If you're a returning listener, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later, guys.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.